This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Tag. I'm your host, Derek. I'm joined alongside Matt and Chris, who are with me today. They're going to help me out, talk some basketball, talk some football. How are we doing today, guys? Doing what great. is going on, everyone? How are we doing? I'm doing all right. I'm ready to talk about some sports today. Um, big week. Yeah, big week. Uh, good to have you guys here. I've had you guys separately before, just not at the same time. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to get this show started. So the talk of the week is the draft tomorrow, um, which is on Thursday, June 20th. Um, projected number one pick is Zion Williamson. Did you guys know in Vegas there is absolutely no money line that you could have on that because he is like the unanimous number one pick. So you can't even bet on that because everyone's just going to win some money. I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, not surprised yeah, by that every, at all. Everybody knows it's going to happen. But that's how big of a player he is that he has that type of impact. That would just be giving money away. Yeah, yeah that, that would be, yeah. So speaking of Zion, a uh, big trade happened over the weekend, and I was excited about it, to talk about it this week um, involving Anthony Davis, who... During the middle of the season, he requested a trade. His main destination was hopefully to be in L.A. He was working that out. never really happened. So towards the end of the season, um, immediately right after the finals ended where Toronto um, won their first championship, not too long. They didn't really wait too much. Uh, Anthony Davis was traded to the Lakers for Alonzo Ball, uh, Brandon uh, Ingram, uh, Josh Hart, um, their fourth pick in the draft, two future first-round picks, and I don't know if there's anything left there. I'm going to double-check on that, just kind of fact-checked. But that's basically the whole gist of the trade. When you guys first heard of this, uh, what'd you think of it? Who won the trade? What were your first thoughts? I thought no. <laughs> what does that mean? I was I was not happy because I mean, I don't know if we really, I don't know if we've touched base on this before on this podcast. But I'm not a huge fan of LeBron. I'm just not into him. Like I'm not. I don't like how he goes from place to place and has to kind of recruit people. In my eyes, like he's King James. If he's this great, he should. I mean, yeah, you're going to need help when you have, like, a Warriors team where they're loaded. I understand that. But in my head, if you're that great, I feel like you shouldn't be everywhere you go causing all these issues, like trying to get all these superstars. I, just, I, I don't like the look of it. And you think Davis is going to be the difference maker here? Um, I think, to be honest, anything, any of the main free agents right now would have mm. been a help. That was LeBron James' goal from the beginning, though. Same thing with Anthony Davis, because his favorite player growing up was LeBron, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. So his main goal was to try to get to L.A. and play with him. That was his dream scenario, and it happened. My initial thoughts on the trade, though, and I just fact-checked that those that was everything that was in the trade package uh, between the Pelicans and uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Truthfully, um, I think both both of them won the trade. I don't think there's anything you really be upset about here because, especially how we mentioned before, Zion's going to be the number one pick in this upcoming draft. So mm-hmm. that basically means he's going to be joining alongside this young core, which he really needs. He also needs some veteran help, but maybe they'll figure things out if they sign some people because they're still looking to trade some picks. And, you know, maybe they're trying to get Bradley Beal maybe to help him out a little bit. And who knows what's going to happen there. But you bring Zion in with Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. Uh, Josh Hart, who's pretty young, and he was a summer league MVP, so he's got some potential. Pelicans and, are going to uh, be interesting. Oh, yeah, very interesting. They're going to be the team to watch this year, especially if they make another move um, before the draft, maybe with that fourth pick. Maybe they trade back. I don't know what they do, or they trade out and try to get Bradley Beal or someone to come in. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, they won the, they, I definitely think they, they won their side of the trade because, again, they have two future first-round picks. 
mm-hmm. later picks yeah. in the draft, which is going to help them in the long run. Um, and yeah, bringing Zion in. Did, did you guys see, by the way? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. It better not happen because they're going to ruin New York sports if this happens. But um, there was some rumors going around, you know, just flying around, uh, that the pa- that the Pelicans were going to try to trade uh, to get that number two pick or number three pick. Three. No, yeah, the three, three. pick. Uh, you know, with the New York Knicks to try to pair Zion with RJ. No, that better not happen. But here's the no, scary part. It seems part. like a stretch, though. It's I a stretch. Think- it's it's a stretch. But <clears throat> here's why it's not that big of a stretch. So Darius Garland, he sneaks into the the Knicks NBA draft conversation after a strong workout, which means they pretty much only worked out RJ and, you know, they probably met with a couple of guys in the long run, but this guy is a later pick in the draft, which means they're probably considering trading out. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're doing it just in case if a scenario happens where they need to do it, they'll do it. But please, Knicks, draft RJ Barrett. D- don't go the other direction. If some it somehow be, for some reason, hard. if somehow for some reason to mess uh, up, if Memphis somehow drafts RJ for no apparent reason, especially after the Conley trade, you get which, John Morant. Yeah, then you get John Morant. I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. I think it's going to work they, out I, one, two, three. I really think they like John Morant, and I think RJ Barrett has made it very clear where he wants to go. He wants to be a Nick. He's made it very clear, and he declined all other workouts with other teams. Yeah. and just yeah. worked out for the Knicks. He, he clearly wants to. Go he there. wants to go there, and they clearly want him. He knows that he's going to They've go. wanted him since day one. Because he's going to yeah. be they're, well-received in New York. They were People stuck, are going to like him there. They were stuck with that uh, Mike Conley trade. Uh, yeah. The Mike Conley contract, I mean, which they're paying him tons of money for, and he's always hurt or he's out or he's not performing as well as the contract says. So their goal from the very beginning was to try to get Mike Conley out of there, specifically to the Utah Jazz, and everything's pretty much been in line since then. So John mm-hmm. Moran's going to be their guy moving forward, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, going back on the Anthony Davis uh, trade, we talked about the Pelican side of it. They got a pretty solid young core now. I think they're going to perform very well together. And, you know, I, I feel like it's a good thing for the Pelicans because Brandon Ingram, he was bowling out last season, but he had that had that blood clot, blood clot issue, which kind of was blown out of proportion because Chris Bosh, his season, his career yeah. was ended because of that. So now, now everyone's comparing it to that. And then you have Lonzo Ball, who hasn't been performing to his standards for being the number two pick in the draft. And especially he was hyped up by his dad and everything like that. I was just going to say, according to his dad, he's the best player out there. Oh, yeah, apparently. But I think this this is really good for him because now he's out of the spotlight of being in L.A. Now he's in New Orleans, who everyone's going to be watching this year. I, it's yes, still a big city. But he's going to have some chemistry with Zion because he, he grew up playing with him in AAU and stuff like that with LaMelo Ball, who is now going to the Australian Basketball League. And, and he is trying to be the number one pick next year. Well, you have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be an NBA player, you got to have he, that confidence. He wants that. Um, I'm curious what's going to happen there too. But yeah, so that's the Pelican side of the trade. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how much potential is going to be over there. And that they have a young core, like I mentioned before, I'll say it again. It's going to be pretty solid to watch. And if they don't develop this year, they're going to be the the, t- the talk. Like every single day in ESPN, anywhere you could find sports radio, they're going to talk about how crappy they are. But we'll see how it comes into fruition. But for the Lakers, however, they're officially running out of some money <laughs> because yes they, they're blown they, yeah 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 they have no money and they've been signing they, they signed veterans to one-year deals last year to kind of accommodate for that slot in case anthony davis comes or some other uh big name free agent comes through and now they have anthony davis he's going to resign with them after this year so it's official he's going to be a laker probably for the rest of his career uh lebron has a good couple of years left but you got to at least try to chase one championship in the matter of three more years they have no money they just lost their young core. They kept Kuzma. They got lucky because apparently the, the Pelicans are really pushing to get Kuzma. And I think they just wanted to get the deal done. And then they just kind of sent over whoever they had. That's just like, let's just mm-hmm. get this done. Kuzma, just keep him. Keep him. 
how are they going to handle this situation? They couldn't, they couldn't fit it in the car. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not at all. And he's probably one of the best yeah. players out of that whole trade. Um, but what are they going to do moving forward now? Because you have Kuzma, yes. He's going to be a good pairing with Anthony Davis and LeBron. Uh, LeBron likes Kuzma a lot. But my thing here is you're officially running out of money, and they're trying to make a max slot. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how that's going to work out for them, though. They're trying to uh, They're trying to cut other players. That's uh, th- at least that's what I heard. They're trying to cut some like other bench players or whatever. These people that aren't. Yeah, they're trying to make like a max slot. But yeah, I heard that they're trying to trade players like Mo Wagner and everyone yeah, else on their bench. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know how that's going to work out for them. Mainly because no one, no GM is paying attention to that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I don't think any of them are really locked in to these bench players when there's a bunch of big name free agents out there you could possibly trade for or sign on your max slots. So I feel like they're going to find some trouble with that, but it's just crazy, man, how, like you mentioned before, wherever LeBron goes, he kind of makes it his own team. And why Mm -hmm. wouldn't you? He's one of the greatest players of all time. So you got to, you got to really like get on the, get with the program of what he's trying to do to the places he wants to go. I mean, but, but see, obviously from a LeBron standpoint, that's good for him. Like he, he's proven, I mean, minus his first couple of years in Cleveland and in his first couple of years he got did he get to the finals and he left swept is that what happened or he got to like the championship like right before the championship game something happened when he was like his first couple years in cleveland and he just didn't have like that help it was him and that was it it took a while to establish what they had yeah in cleveland. and then he ended up kind people of like, couldn't name one single player on, on no that and, team. and then he got stuck and then he got ended up leaving and going Richard to jefferson delante west didn't they have anderson verajao too Barajal. Yeah. yeah, and then he went to the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And that's when he lost. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't even get the ring for being on the team half the year. So, yeah, I mean, they, they they let him go to uh, Miami, and then he, he brought all these other guys in. I feel like once he left Miami, though, like towards the end of his career in Miami, and then once he went back to the Cavs, I feel like that's where this whole thing started, where he just decided to become a GM, a coach, and a player all in one. Well, yeah, it, once you... He was very close to three-peating over there. So yes. I think you're going to follow the guy that's been that's basically single-handedly did that. And not to take away from Bosch or D-Wade, but without LeBron coming through, they weren't winning any championships. No, but... The only, and you know what the other reason for D-Wade having his third ring is for? Is because Shaq was there. So he had a bunch of help with him. Yeah, Jason I mean, Williams and stuff like that, but... I mean, what I... But just the thing is, like, what I'm surprised about is, obviously, he's... Like you said, he's like this amazing player. What he says, you want to work around him. You don't want to get him upset. You don't want him wanting to leave your team... He brings fans in. He is a great competitor. He's a great athlete. He can change. You can be a last place team. He can turn you into a contender for a playoff. Do you guys spot. think both sides won, or was there one specific side that won the most? For what? To me, I think both sides won. The trade. The trade? It was, um, it was mutually beneficial. It was pretty mutually I, beneficial. I think it was, if anything, the Pelicans, I think, slightly go over, but Lakers got exactly who they wanted. Yeah. If it wasn't going to be Paul George from last year or two years ago, whenever he yeah. was threatening to go to L.A., it's going to be Anthony Davis, and most likely you're going to have a higher ceiling with Anthony Davis, obviously, because uh, I'm pretty sure he's younger, right? Because he came into the league when he was barely yeah. 18, and he's 25 years old, and he's been in the league since it was New Orleans Hornets. Yeah, he's been in it for a while. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's been a while. I, 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 you could definitely say the Pelicans came out maybe a little bit further ahead because... They, I don't know how they got those two extra first-round picks. What they got is setting up for, you know... They got that young core. Then they're gonna draft Zion, plug him in. They're gonna have this whole. They're gonna have more picks now. Yeah, they're gonna have this whole foundation for this team that they're building. 
Meanwhile, like, yeah, the AD is incredible. He's going to be great with LeBron, but at the end of the day, it's one player. Well, yeah. yeah, because what ended up happening, essentially, in my eyes, what I'm looking at is the Lakers really the lakers are more of i guess in win now mode i mean i know like they're a lot trying of, to but the the fact of the matter is with that money situation that they kind of yeah. need to fix they got who they wanted first and they're kind of, it was kind of one of those trades where it's like all right we're gonna have some trouble later but we'll deal with that when we cross that bridge you yeah know what and, I mean? I, and i mean like i know a lot of like when you talk to gms you talk to coaches oh like everyone's in win now mode they're not trying to you know rebuild that no one's gonna admit to that they need to be in win now but, mode because but, lebron has a couple years left exactly and the other thing that now comes into play is that the Warriors, who have been taking LeBron down and everybody else in that in the West down, might be down two guys. So if there ever is going to be a spot where they're vulnerable, it is next they gotta year. they got to do it right now. It's next year, so they needed Anthony Davis now. Yeah, they need Whereas now. the Pelicans will take their time. They have no problem taking their time oh, yeah. building they're, that They're going to be a, dynasty. Di- a dynasty for the future. And it's unfortunate that their name is the Pelicans, and now they're the, they're the talk of the league. But... Uh, mm. I want to jump into this next trade that happened today, which is involving Mike Conley, which is what we mentioned before. And uh, Memphis was pretty much opening space to try to get John Morant, uh, mostly because of the Mike Conley contract to get out of that. I think that was the perfect move that they could have made. Let's talk about the trade, though. Uh, so Mike Conley was traded to the Utah Jazz. The Jazz receive Mike Conley. Uh, the Grizzlies receive uh, Grayson Allen, Kyle Korver, Jay Crowder, uh, the 23 pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, and a future first-round pick. Um, pretty solid. I like Mike Conley. Um, I think he's going to fit uh, pretty well um, with the Utah Jazz, considering they have Spider Mitchell yeah. and uh, a bunch of other guys that can definitely help them out. And I'm going to list some off um, that I think I have here. But before I get to that, initially, what did you guys think of this trade? Uh, I'm actually pretty excited about it because Memphis made the move exactly where they needed to make it, which was a day before the draft. Yeah, it- when I got that, I was sitting at work today and I saw it and I was, it was, a, it was a big trade. I mean, if it wasn't for the Anthony Davis trade, I feel like this would have been one of the biggest trades that went down, but obviously everyone was anticipating Anthony Davis. But anyway, I, when I read that, I mean, Grayson Allen was, he's a pretty solid player. He's a young guy, pretty solid player, minus, you know, him tripping everybody. He's, he's a pretty solid player. Kyle Korver is dangerous regardless. He, I know he's like kind of towards the end of his career, but he can hit threes still like nothing he's probably going to be there for a year and then probably retire i'm sure this guy is pretty much done being traded place to place especially when he yeah he's wanted, he want, he's, he's wanted to stay on atlanta and as soon as he was out of there he's been tossed around the league like he should have business stayed. he should have been able to stay in atlanta yeah but they just yeah. they got rid of him to, for him to go to cleveland and he wasn't even excited to go to cleveland who was a contender at the time to make the playoffs yeah I mean, yeah, if that doesn't show you like how he felt about Atlanta at the time. You think like, he would care at this point? He's been with the Sixers. He's been with Allen Iverson. He's been through the whole thing. The way his career panned out, it wasn't about championships back then. Dude was just trying to no. shoot the ball. You know what I mean? So yeah, and and that's what he's known for. He's just an incredible shooter. And I think uh, what was the other one? Jay Crowder is that who you said? Was the other uh, one? Jay Crowder. Yeah, he's been tossed around the league too with the yeah. Cavaliers. Yeah. So I I feel like they they're all pretty solid players in my eyes. I mean definitely gonna impact that team pretty immediate i feel like i feel like they i mean is it gonna put them in the playoff push or like keep them up there i don't know but well again they, they all have to accumulate to each other but still yeah. that's that's a pretty solid team to have that's what i'm saying I, th- I i don't think it's nothing that you're gonna look at and go oh wow you know that's superstars but it was a solid trade yeah definitely so i'm still trying to find the players he'll be with besides james uh besides uh uh mitchell uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, they have Joe Ingles too. I keep forgetting yeah, about the I Jazz. I don't remember their whole team. But now they add they add a lot of these. Uh, there is to it. Yeah, <laughs> there's levels to this. Uh, 
yeah, I can't really find it, man. I had like the list of players before, but I can't think of them off the top of my head because I'm I'm really bad with names, as you could tell from each and every episode. Um, but we'll jump into the Knicks right now. So they're the they're the talk as of right now because no one knows what they're gonna do with that number three pick tomorrow. <clears throat> People think they're gonna play it safe and try to get R.J. Barrett, but um, the Knicks have been on a laughing stock in the league mostly because they've been unlucky. Either they made some Knicks type decisions, which are there, there's a meme going around that instead of, you know, people were, this is what people are expecting was KD and Kyrie Irving to come to New York, but instead yeah. with those two max slots, you're going to get Terry Rozier and Marquise Morris. Like, that's what people were thinking of, and that's such a Knicks move to make if they do that. And you, you look at that and you're like, yeah, they would do that if, if push comes to shove. But now it's kind of like, it's not even their fault that this happened to their franchise. So Kevin Durant tears his Achilles, he's pretty much gone. Yep. Yeah. And, he's, and even though, you know, teams are still considering <laughs> signing him, the Knicks can't even use him the first year of that of that yeah. contract if they want to sign him. So that's unfortunate. Kyrie Irving's basically his heart set on Brooklyn because he fired his previous agent and he signed with Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that pretty much is a straightforward path to being a Brooklyn Net. Um, and what other free agent am I missing here? Oh, yeah, Anthony Davis goes to L.A. So mm-hmm. you lose all those guys. Everyone thinks it's going to be a big offseason for them because they had the two max slots. But now we're talking about teams who also have max slots, which was the Brooklyn Nets. They also have another max slot, uh, two max slots like the Knicks. And uh, the Lakers are trying to make a second one. And the Clippers, who are a playoff team and a potential championship team if they come out of the West, um, especially cup, uh, th- this upcoming year, um, you know, with the downfall of the Golden State Warriors if they don't get healthy, which, you know, obviously these guys aren't going to be playing this year. So they could probably be a t- the team to watch. They have two max slots. Well, so I mean, the uh, the Clippers are looking at Jimmy. That's Clippers, what, yeah, Clippers looking at Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. and also Kawhi is yeah. Pretty, and then, he's, yeah, he's kind of locked in on the on the Clippers, dude. Because yeah. um, in post game interviews from uh, the championship game, they were like, "Oh, like, how does it feel bringing a championship here? Are you going to stick around?" He's like, oh, "I'll deal with that when the time comes. I just want to celebrate with my guys today." So he was never saying he never he was never saying, "Oh, I'm sticking around" or anything like that. He was saying, "I'm going to." Talk about this later. Mm-hmm. What else would you expect from? It's kind of like what Gronk did, and then he ended up retiring. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I mean, to be honest, <clears throat> at that point in time, you don't want to be. That was their first NBA championship. You don't want to then overshadow it with, oh, well, now he's leaving. Yeah. Like you want to let, let them have it. You want to let them have it exactly. You let them have it. <laughs> you, you don't want to then announce. You I can mean, have it. I mean, no, nobody knows <laughs> what he's doing, but. You don't want to then announce if he is going to leave right at that moment. Like, yeah, you know, I'm leaving. And now everybody, instead of celebrating, they're all upset. So what yeah. should be the next plan of attack moving forward? Because you're definitely not getting Kawhi to come over Do to New York. Do you think that insinuates that he is going to definitely leave? I think And it's, because if he answered that, honestly, it would kind of just ruin the moment. I honestly, I think... Because that would make sense. I think, yeah, I think it's leaning towards that. But then again, it's Kawhi Leonard. That and is fair. You, no you one really know. knows with him. He just... Is Kawhi, like there's nothing he's else a, to he's say. He's a bizarre Rudy person. Gobert. Yes. Wow, well, I can't forget about Rudy Gobert. He was like the last one. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about uh, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert. That's what I just wanted to clear up. I, I was going to think about it for another hour if I didn't get it. But back, back to the Knicks, okay? okay? So I honestly missed the whole part what you guys were talking about right now. So <laughs> fill me in real we, quick. We, we were saying how, um, you know, after the uh, the Raps won, yeah. they were asking Kawhi about if he wanted to leave or if he wanted to stay or, or something along those lines yeah. and essentially he didn't give an answer which is a very kawaii thing to do of course but also 
that might insinuate that he does intend to leave and he didn't want to answer it because if he had said something that's that what I was saying would have suggested he would left then that would just kind of ruin the whole moment of just having won the championship I mean if you're a Raptors fan you can't be mad if he leaves because he just brought you a championship yeah you know you can be a little mad but at the same upset. time you're like you, you brought the chip mad. over here you can be upset you yeah, can, but, but you he, he made I think, it known I think it's he didn't fair, want to be there I think it's fair to be mad if he fell short and then left yeah I think that's when you be it's people. Well, actually, maybe not because again, he was traded there and he didn't want to go there. He didn't want to go there. So, so I don't know. You can't really I be mean, upset either way. I don't think. I mean, but if you think about it, yes, by him winning a championship, it might have swayed his decision. But if you go into something not wanting to do it, mm-hmm. you don't want to do it. Like I don't. I I understand like you know winning a championship that does not happen. But if he really, if his mode was oh I want to win a championship, and that's what he was thinking. After, you know, he was like, I don't want to be on the Raptors. I want to go win a championship. So here's the thing. To pretty much sum this whole thing up, because I'm trying to wrap it around the yeah. Knicks, there's no shot he's coming to the Knicks. No. Like, you're no, not, even, you're no. not going to convince him any way possible. I feel like no. the only people you can probably try to convince is Jimmy Butler, because he made them a, a destination of choice like a year ago or whenever the, the trade talks were happening to get out of Minnesota. Um, but now he's pretty much locked in on the lake on the Clippers, Clippers and yeah. there's a whole bunch of options for him now. How and weird is I don't know that? how the Knicks fell short again for a time where this is their this was their time to sign it's players and make time. it their year, and it's but it's never going to happen. So what do you guys think they should do? They have this nice young core. They didn't have to trade any of them for Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis more than likely. Wherever he was going to go was probably going to sign again, but at the same time, you lose that young core, and what if he wanted to leave? You know, we could have lost that. So I feel like we kind of dodged a bullet there. At the same time, we did lose out big, but for the Knicks, you keep that young core. You got lucky with Alonzo Trier. You have Mitchell Robinson, who you hit home run with home run with in the second round. Um, you know, Dennis Smith, if he stays healthy, he's a solid point guard. You're going to bring in R.J. Barrett at small forward. You need a power forward, and there's rumors that the Knicks are looking at Julius Randle. And not, I hope, I hope they're not going to use one of those max slots on him. Hopefully, they can get him for much less. Um, but I think he would be a solid addition there. But it's just sad that now we're we went from we're going to get whoever we want to now being like, all right, whoever's left behind, we need to get the best out of who's left behind. And that's pretty much how the Knicks have have been for the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's. It just kind like of like that sucks. was your goal. Like they, people want them to win now. I'm like if you, mostly these people are a lot of old Knicks fans that want mm-hmm. them to win now. But me as a young fan, I want to see these young core develop. Again, they've only been in the league a couple of years. Alonzo Trier's first year, Kevin Knox was injured right out the gate, and then mm-hmm. he he comes back and he didn't perform as well as he did in summer league, which everyone was excited for. He was potentially going to be rookie of the year if he performed that way. And there's still time for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just I just hope it were out. It eventually works out, and if it's going to take some time, take some time. Just don't use any of those max slots on players that aren't max players. Max players are Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, so I'd say take a shot on Kevin Durant, talk to him as much as you can, and bring him over. I think that should be their plan of action. I don't know. It's just the Knicks are in shambles, man. What else is new? But that's what's scaring me about tomorrow in the draft. What are they going to do with with that third pick? It'll it'll be hard. It should be a no-brainer, but you never know. That is fair. You never know. It should be our Mind day. you, they could have had like the seventh or eighth pick. Yeah. But it could be a lot worse. Definitely could have been a lot worse. And people are freaking out about it. I would still freak out about it because who knows what the Knicks are doing. But uh no, we're good. I just pressed something. Um so to move on from that, what else did I have listed on the docket here today? Um I don't know. Is there anything else basketball related you want to talk want to talk about before so. heading into Yeah, I had one more thing. One more thing. I'm going to take a drink first. So, LeVar Ball, 
was recently on first take. And the reason he was on first take is because his son was traded to the Pelicans. And he did LeVar Ball things on the show, which was talk the talk about Lonzo Ball. But he also got into a little bit of trouble. He was talking with Molly. Molly said, hey, LeVar, can we switch gears a little bit? And he's like, you can switch gears with me whenever you want. And she was like, uh, can we just stay focused here? So there was a report that came out. He's officially banned from being on any ESPN show moving forward. So she called HR and was like, yo, are we just going to let this go? And that's what happened. Yep. Like, can, can everybody complains about him? Can they just stop letting him get the spotlight then? Like, you're in charge of it. Well, that makes for yeah, good but, TV. Yeah, they, they, they know yeah. that people are going to watch. I'm sure they're bummed, but like at the same time, you have to let them go. It, it's just like the same thing with uh, LeVar and Stephen A. Smith. Like They always go at it. That's why it's good TV. Everyone wants to watch that. Yes, they do. But I'm just saying like it gets to the point to just anybody. It's like, stop giving this guy airtime if there's always a problem. Like I feel like every time he's on, there's a new thing. You know what I'm saying? Like He did something and now there's a problem or he said something and it's a problem and it's like, it's easy. Yeah. Just just shut it down. Like, so ESPN was it. ESPN was pretty savage when uh, Levar Ball was on uh, first take because they were playing clips of Lonzo Ball not making oh, shots yeah. but missing all his shots. Yeah. yeah, just to kind of rub it in. And so Levar saw the first clip and he thought he was going to make the shot. And here's what he said. Hold on, it's not loading, but uh, you'll see it in a second. Here, I'll just refresh it. But you get what I mean. He he pretty much thought he was going to make it, and it was so they, they awkward, si- it awkward silence after that, pretty much. Um, but, but yeah, now he's not going to be on ESPN anymore. I'm sure the hi- the higher-up executives are pretty mad about that, but, you know, you got to do it. Stay in your lane. Do you think Jalen Rose went up to, you know, LeVar no. Ball and was just like, it's not yo, even, what are you doing, It's dog? not worth his time. It's not worth his time. I think it is. I do You not. can't say that on national TV. I don't think it's worth your time. Honestly, it probably like, isn't if they took care of it, which they did. Yeah, but there, there's Jalen Rose is a big dude. <laughs> it, <laughs> He'll set the record not, straight. He's not afraid of anything. Water pistol, Pete. Remember that? Well, here's it. Playoffs in the championship, he shoot the lights out. Look at that. bang bang. He missed. Playoffs <laughs> in the championship. <laughs> bang bang. Bang bang, and it goes right off the ring. Rick. The the ring, the rim. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I thought I thought that was hilarious. But uh, he he shoots lights out. Here he goes shooting the game. Bang bang. Bang bang. <laughs> didn't happen uh but yeah man yeah Lonzo Ball's uh LeVar Ball is officially out of the media but but he just anything well he's off of ESPN I'm sure they're he's gonna gonna go to the next station up yeah Yeah, whoever was gonna pick him undisputed undisputed. they're gonna have him on tomorrow just watch they're gonna talk about it he just no matter where he's gonna go he's just people are gonna watch he's gonna say random things like he always he said that was the plan the whole time is for him to go to New Orleans he was like, "I'm yeah. glad. I'm happy. He's out of there." Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He has a just, big. He has a mural of all three kids wearing Lakers uniforms, this, this playing is, together. This. So, this is the same man. guy that said he can beat Michael Jordan one on one. Yeah. This is the same. That was to get guy. attention. It. No. By far. I don't think he believed that for because any stretch of the, the imagination. The, literally, exactly what Stephen A. Smith said, where he said something's wrong with you. Like I don't know who just says that. And what, what he was trying it, to make good TV. What, That's was, exactly wasn't what he it did. Charles Barkley that made fun of him? He averaged like two points per game or something. In like in high school. Yeah, and there's yeah. like no tapes of him. Yeah. Like he, not at all. See, listen, we're going to. The, the thing with LeVar Ball is that no matter what station is going to pick him up, we're, we're still going to get our daily dose of, of, uh, of, his of comments, LeVar Ball yeah. from like Twitter. Probably. It's just going to get funneled onto social media. It's so everywhere. He, we're not going to lose any presence of LeVar Ball. No, by no means. Now, 
whoever, if they're rivals with ESPN or whatever, now they're like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity for us to get our airtime that they were getting. So, yeah. Yeah. He's going to be all over the place, yeah. though. Uh, so, again, to kind of wrap it up with basketball, the NBA draft will be tomorrow, the 2019 NBA draft. Um, we'll keep you updated on everything on our Twitter and Instagrams as to who gets drafted. We're excited to see what goes down. But to move on here, we have 78 days left until opening day, um, until kickoff, actually, of the NFL season. Uh so yeah, it's coming in closer and closer, and we still got news coming in for you, even though it's the off season. So the first thing I wanted to talk about before we get into any contracts or anything like that, you'd probably definitely heard on the last episode about any contracts going on. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to talk about something really important: and what are the best players in the league? One of the best quarterbacks in the league is getting into a little bit of trouble um, with this team right now in the offense. So Aaron Rodgers um, feels as though it's not clicking. he's not clicking on that offense with Matt Lafleur. He doesn't like the new system. He wants to be more flexible. He wants to be able to call, like, get out of plays, which is exactly what Mike McCarthy let him do, which is how he got fired. Though, you know, yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers wanting to break free from the playbook color me shocked. You know, yeah, that, wanting to be his that, own. That's all he did. Wanting to spread his wings and fly. I, could, I mean, I can't it is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, how are you going to let a guy who can't even chug a cup of beer like <laughs> like call your place? No, I'm just kidding. But he's a phenomenal football player. But Matt Lafleur is a younger we, we, guy. We mentioned, have we talked about that on the show? What? About that clip of a. Uh... That that guy showing up, Aaron Rodgers, Bakhtiari, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and and just killing the first one, and then right after Rodgers, he, could, drank, he, he killed drank, the second one. He does two more. Yeah, yeah, in like two seconds, it was crazy. And did you guys see all the other quarterbacks in the in the NFC yeah. uh, North were doing it? Did, so did you hear Matt his... Stafford was watching it on TV, and then his, I think it was his wife who was with him or a friend points the camera at him, and he just chugs a beer, and then. Uh, uh, Trubisky, and then I think we're at a White Sox game or a Cubs game, yeah. and they were all drinking beers. Did you hear? Just making fun of them. Roger's remark though, after like they interviewed him out, they're like, "Oh, yeah. what are your thoughts on like quarterbacks?" <laughs> yeah. He goes, "Well, uh, for some of them, it's the first time they're better than me at something." So, I mean, it's true, <laughs> but uh, it is. But it's it's such a Aaron Rodgers Danica remark. Patrick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, what did you guys think of that when that report came out? Do you think Aaron Rodgers got to suck it up, or do you think he's just gonna get in the huddle and audible out of everything he sees? Fine. You think so? I mean, if if, if you're not getting along with your coordinator, it's not going to work out see, for you. See, the, the headline I'm seeing is, or the head one of the headlines I've been seeing is, is it a safe bet to uh, to say the Packers will win less than nine games this year? And that seems like a stretch. They got to get at least ten. If you Aaron so? if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, you got to get ten. That's what I'm saying. I because mean, on average, I think if you really calculated everything, and I'm sure you could find it somewhere, they usually average twelve wins per season if Aaron Rodgers is in. So yeah, yeah, they got to get at least 10 of this this year. Yeah, but but it's the, a new offensive but, coordinator, but problem, so I'm going to give them the benefit, and they're going to get 10. No, but the problem is, is it depends on what side you take. Because, I mean, you know, we talked about this on the podcast maybe a couple months ago, how there was the whole thing where, um, what was it, where he uh, he was apparently, you know, making players look bad, and he wasn't, like, he was purposely misthrowing yeah, stuff. Yeah, he would send them on, like, a slant so, route and then throw on the sidelines yeah, so, or something. So if that is true, and he can really get to that level... He might just do his own thing and then just try to screw Matt LaFleur and get him out. So yeah. Well, that's not going to happen first year. But, if, but I'm saying... If it, you brought someone new in, you're not going to get rid of him the first year. But, but what I'm saying is... I don't think he has as much he, power as LeBron. You know what I mean? No, no, he does Getting not. Getting kicked out of there. He does what not. What LeBron does Matt, is different. Matt LaFleur is not Ty Lue. No, no, not at all. <laughs> but what LeBron does, he's like, I don't care who's coaching as long as I have control. I'm going to take them to the promised land and I'm going to tell the media that he's a good coach. Aaron Rodgers, however, he's just like in his own little zone and well, he, he thinks he's I mean, the but, coach but that's the problem he's been doing like he's been with McCarthy his whole career so he's been once he established himself he's been doing what he's wanted 
for however many years it's been. Do you guys think of, in any stretch of the imagination that Aaron Rodgers was ex- uh, was pretty upset when Mike McCarthy left because now he can't call the shots as much as he think he will? Because Mike McCarthy, I'm sure, I'm sure of it that he he just let him do whatever he wants, and then the front office started to take notice of that, and that's when they fired him. Uh, I mean, you would have to assume with the comments he's making now, yes. Because if he's making comments that he's not liking where the play calling is going, I'd assume he would have. He's got to be a little bit upset that he's not able to keep control like what he did with Mike McCarthy. So, I mean, man, so mainly one of the quotes that came along with th- this that came out was that he feels like he's losing 11 years, like of what he was originally doing to begin with, which is what makes him so good. I think that's mm-hmm. a bit of a stretch. I think they're going to be fine. Matt LaFleur is a young guy. I feel I thought these guys were going to get along just fine. Um, turns out they're not getting along as well as they think they are. I think they're... I don't even know. Like, honestly, you could even ask an insider. They probably don't know if they're getting along or if he thinks that, you it's know... a tough call. Of maybe that he just doesn't like the plays. Like, yeah. maybe I you mean, still like LaFleur or you just don't like the plays. I mean, they have a lot of time to... Fix it, change it, whatever the case is. They have a lot of time still. Because as you mentioned, there's, what, 78 days left? 78 days left. 78 days left till kickoff. Sorry. Yeah, so, the so there's there's 78. So that's still a decent amount of time. I mean, to change a whole playbook, no. But to tweak it, to adjust it, to make maybe... You have time to make adjustments. Yeah, you, you have a lot of time. So, yeah. so if it's becoming known now... And this that, is when you want to figure it out. This is exactly. when you want to try things out right before preseason... You know, you wanna you wanna work out the kinks and figure out what works for the guys that you have. Oh, definitely. Well, because I mean, that's the thing. When when you have new offensive coordinators, for example, you have them come in. Obviously, there's quarterbacks before that had their own system and either worked for them, it didn't work for them. It's good to sit down and kind of figure it out. Like, okay, what did you like? What didn't you like? And then you know, you try to morph your playbook around like each other. Like, okay, this quarterback, uh, this quarterback is good scrambling or whatever. And, you know, I don't know, the, the last offensive coordinator, the last quarterback he had was a stationary guy, so now he's got to tweak his whole playbook. I mean, it's it's all about learning. It's co- it's compromising. You can't well, what do you guys think do- of LaFleur in this situation? Because he's the new guy in town. Is he going to listen to the quarterback and get along with him who could possibly run him out of town in a couple years? Or does he do his own thing and try to stand his ground? Because that's exactly what the front office wants him to do because that's what Mike McCarthy didn't do. I think he's going to want to stand his ground. That's why Aaron Rodgers came out and said this. I think that you're right, but I think that can be very dangerous. I think either way, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. And I feel like if way, you but... if you give way, I think there's got to be a solid stance and like in the middle. Because if you give too much of either way, you're gonna find some trouble. Well, what I think he should do is I think he should stand his ground now, and then you know, kind of like to show him because you don't want to start off on the boat like, oh, okay, you know, start off on the wrong foot, and now he thinks, okay, well, now I can just do what I did to Mike McCarthy to you, and now he thinks he just owns him if he gives in. But you don't want to hold this like stance to where you're a tough guy and you don't give in at all because then he's not going to want to play for you. Do you think Aaron like Rodgers you. is at his best when he does audible out of all these plays or do you think he's at his best when yes. he's actually content with, no, all he, these, he's, he's with definitely, his offensive coordinator? Because he's, he's had some good years with McCarthy. When, he's best when he can act on his own. Yeah, he's a, he has great football IQ. He himself can read. Like, he's, he's, he's great at reading all he's those He's the most coverages. instinctual quarterback I think I've ever seen. I'm sure LaFleur is going to give him his chances. Um, but realistically, just to kind of sum this all up, what do you guys think they're, they're going to be placed in this division? Because I feel like the only outlier here is going to be the Lions. The Vikings are going to have to have a pretty good solid year because, again, they're giving guaranteed money to Kirk Cousins. We mentioned this a hundred times. And then we have the Bears who are on, are on the come-up, mm-hmm. and they haven't really been on the come-up since the 80s. So 
you know, they're really going to have to perform here. So if you're Matt well, LaFleur... Not, I would say the Bears have, have had their moments. They made a Super Bowl in the They made 2000s. a Super Bowl in 2006. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're Against right the there. Colts, yeah. But I'm saying they've that... Had, they've had... They've had a lot of down... Of, they have a lot of yeah, downs. They have had a lot So of that downs. definitely outshines their ups. Yeah, they haven't know? had sure. consistency like in the 80s. So now we're talking about an opportunity where they have the chance to be the up... The, like, their ups for the franchise or I'm these next couple the years. Bears. Oh, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. But you got to be nervous if you're... Green Bay if you can't get these that, offense together. But you guys said yeah, they have plenty of time, and that's true. That so. Khalil Mack trade reinvigorated. That them. was crazy. Yeah. I was there's a lot of reports away. there's a lot of reports coming out that this this no defense has reminded me of the Bears de- of the Bears defense of back then until now. And I think Khalil Mack is really bringing that grit that the Bears had back then. 100%. Yeah, I mean probably even more. I I mean kind of like bringing around kind of what you said with Aaron Rodgers and that division and everything. What's really scary is they want to get that offense established now. Because as you saw last year, their defense, I mean, they, they picked up some guys, but their defense is not their strong point. So if your offense is is, is not showing up, that's a problem because that's your strong suit. You need to have Aaron Rodgers slinging it down, going for these, you know, back-to-back-to-back touchdowns where they're going back and forth. It's like a whatever. Like, you don't want to leave it up to that defense. So if your offense isn't producing, that's a serious problem for that team. Yeah. They but, win in shootouts. Exactly. And that's Aaron Rodgers taking it in his own hands, being clutch, doing it himself. How much do you guys think they have a chance at making a playoff? Or like they'll probably make the playoffs. I'll say. How much do you think they'll have a chance at you know making a Super Bowl though? I think I'd say. Um, no. Do you say with? I really hope this is his post game speech that they do win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Never mind. I guess it's not. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, here it is. I want my chips with a dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with a dip. So bring them this. I feel like if Aaron Rodgers does win a Super Bowl, that's exactly what he would say. Yeah. He'll say something like that because he's he's funny like that. He's like that's he has like dry humor kind of. Yeah, I like yeah. that though. Yeah, he definitely yeah. does. I wish I had like dry humor. <laughs> dry humor is probably one of those the most badass things you could ever have as like a, as a personality trait. Because imagine just being funny but being serious at the same time. Yeah, that's yeah. hard. To that's pull hard off. to pull off. So you really have to be really funny to do that. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. Before, before we move on, I just want to interject. Um, that first topic on your uh, itinerary, I think that would be good for a closer when we get to that. All right. Um, so as of right now, I <clears throat> we're gonna take a short break for a second. I want to play some of the ads. So stick around for a second. We got more coming your way. Hi, everybody. I'm RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're the Skeptical Skeptics. Each week, we talk about all the crazy things in the world, ranging from the paranormal to Bigfoot to UFOs. And we look at it from the perspective of the believer, the skeptic, and everything in between. So come check us out on the MSC Podcast Network. Or go to SkepticalSkeptics.com and follow us at SkepSkepPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, we're back here on Franchise Tag. I'm joined with Matt, Chris, your host, Eric, of course. Um, so what did you want to, did you guys want to jump into anything? Cause I have a couple things written down. Is there anything you guys had in mind you wanted to get out the way right now? No. I figured we should keep going with football while All we're right. on it. Yeah. 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 We're going to go with football. I just didn't know if you guys had anything else in mind. So Michael Thomas on the saints, one of the best wide receivers in the league and in a division where there's a lot of pretty good wide receivers, I would say in Julio Jones, Michael Thomas is setting the, uh, record straight here that he has that swag. He has that grit that he should be one of the highest paid quarter, uh, quarterbacks. Wow, I was really going to say that. Wide receivers in the league. So that's exactly what's going to happen. So uh, Saints are closing in on a long-term deal, which is in progress right now, to make Michael Thomas one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league. 
I would say it's well-deserved, um, and I think Saints are doing everything right as of right now. Um, I remember when Michael Thomas first came into the league, me and Danny, and I don't know if you guys agree too, he drafted Michael Thomas without even thinking about it when he first came in. No one was really thinking how, how this guy was going to perform, and it mm-hmm. turns out that he was probably one of the best wide receivers in the league. I'd put him in the top five. Um, what do you guys think of this long-term deal that's going to happen, making him the highest paid? You're conflicted. You're, con- I, you're wearing I, a Julio I, jersey, I, I so <laughs> whoever's listening, just to give you kind of perspective, uh, Chris is a massive Falcons fan. I talk about it every episode. So if I, he says anything biased, that's why. I mean, it's like, okay. Like you said, you think he's, he's at least he's in the top five. Yes, I agree he is definitely in the top five in terms of receivers. Um, where I'm conflicted in terms of like with this contract is – do I think he deserves to be paid more than Antonio Brown, Odell, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio? No. I would say no. I would say I don't think he deserves. But as we've mentioned every episode, it's the next guy up, and that's who gets the contract, and it just happens to be him right now. I think we said so, that at least once. Exactly. So that's why... That, but that, that's one of the well-deserving ones. I'm talking about like if Dak Prescott gets paid, that's mainly because he's next guy up. I think Michael Thomas was well on his way to be the highest paid in the league, regardless if it wasn't this year or next year. I, I, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, why I'm hesitant to say it is I feel like Drew... Obviously, Drew Brees is a great quarterback. He's proved each year... <laughs> Each each year, you know, he, he's had a ton of five over five thousand yard passing. He 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 can do it. I mean, where I'm nervous about it is that I'd say Drew Brees has a couple years left. I'm not gonna say like one or two, but I mean, I'd say just say a couple. Like I'm gonna say one or two because they got Teddy Bridgewater. They got, two, they got yeah. Teddy Bridgewater waiting. So I, I think mean, this is I like slated that, to be his last year, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I think he signed a two year extension, kind of like yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. So. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's a two-year extension. I think was last year. I don't know if last year was the one. Yeah, you're right. I think he signed the two-year deal last year. This was the one year. This is slated to be his last year. Yeah. But it's it's never been said like in the media like oh it's Drew Brees last year. What do you guys think? So he yeah. could he could I, possibly sign another two-year yeah, extension no, he if very he wanted well to. Could. I don't know. I just, I think that Drew Brees. Obviously, when you have a great quarterback on a team, they're going to make everybody around them better. That's what makes them a great player. And I feel like Michael Thomas has talent regardless. But I feel like the what puts him above. Like and and in that top five spot is Drew Brees' ability to make plays and you know throw whatever pinpoint accuracy or whatever it is. <laughs> Sorry. Like he uh, he he knows how to do all that. So I feel like that's kind of like you know if if he, I don't know what a what is a long term deal considered like five years maybe. Five year deal. Five yeah. five year deal. I think that's I, I safe to like, say. I feel like you know you know what you're gonna get out of Michael Thomas with Drew Brees for sure. But then after that, you don't know what you're. I think he'll be fine with Teddy. Teddy is he probably knows that playbook inside and out by now. Yeah. Um. He was solid with the Jets before he left. Yeah. Yeah. What (laughs) what else is he gonna do? He's watching one of the best to ever do it play each and every day. I mean, I I guess the main point that I'm trying to say is I don't think he should be the the highest paid. I think he should definitely be within the top five. But I I think think it's the highest. I think it's safe to have if Teddy Bridgewater is gonna have a weapon. You want to have Michael Thomas be set in stone for the next couple of years. Yeah. They this for the Saints' sake, they definitely want. Oh yeah. You do not want to see him walk. But I'm just saying, I think that they're like the other receivers that I named previously. I think that they, and some of them. Well, who is it? A. B. and Odell are the two highest paid. Is that who it is? Uh, a. B. Currently. officially became the highest paid, and, and then I Odell, think Odell is, is below him right again. there. Yeah. So I don't know who number three is. I know Sammy Watkins is in there somewhere somehow. Oh but, yeah. But um, he's got that three-year deal. Yeah. And they so, I mean, do I? I don't know. I I think he's a great player. I think he obviously has been a huge impact for the Saints, but. I don't know what what is 
what is AB getting paid? What is his contract? Because Michael Thompson is going to be he got more the, than He that. got the four-year couple hundred million. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double-check okay, on that. Okay, because I was going to say, because so, Michael Thompson is getting more. So we were wrong. Odell is still number one. He is uh, getting $18 million a year uh, over a $90, $90 million value. Uh, $40 million of that is guaranteed. Um, and Antonio Brown, uh, $50 million in total revenue and $16 million per year. Uh, followed by Mike Evans. Um, who has quiet years each and every year, but he always performs pretty solid. Like no yeah. one ever talks about him yeah. performing that well, well. Not anymore. But he's number three. Uh, but <laughs> which is absurd. Yeah, he has eighty-two million in total value. Sixteen, sixteen point five million per year. Uh, DeAndre so, Hopkins is fourth. Brandon okay. Cooks is That's fifth. <laughs> but no. Brandon Cooks, he just Adam, got that. And then contract. yeah, and then Adam Thielen is right after him. Sammy Watkins is under Adam Thielen. Jarvis Landry is right below that. With fifteen million per year, AJ Green, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Julio Jones, who will probably eventually be the highest paid quarter. <clears throat> but I gotta stop doing that. Wide receiver in the league. Um, can, we but, talk, can we talk for a second about how underrated AJ Green is? He's underrated. He's not, he's hurt. not he's, even he's underrated. Not, he's not hurt. Not underrated. Underappreciated. It's because oh, he yeah, keeps definitely. getting hurt. Well, now yeah. you got when, Tyler Boyd coming in. I'm sure when, he's gonna yeah. be the the new kid in town. When but, he's not hurt, he's an amazing player. I would that's put what him, we heard about John Ross, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When, when he's, They're probably going to get rid of him. 100%. They, they wanted to. They made it known they wanted to, and no one wanted him. So he's still there. But, yeah, I, th- I think A.J. Green, you know, when he's healthy. I if think, you guys were to guess who's under Julio Jones, who would you say? Uh, Dir- uh, directly uh, under Julio Jones? Yeah. Did you mention? 40, $42 million in total value, $14 million per year. Did you right? mention Devontae Let, Adams? Let's, let's get a hint. A. A. Their first name starts with an A? It's, yeah. Mark Cooper? Cooper. No. He's not paid yet. Remember? Ah, uh, that's right. Because Dak's up next. Oh, God. What was the last name? And they just paid DeMarcus Lawrence, so they couldn't pay him. It starts with an A. Their first name starts with an A. You're not going to get it. Because you, well, you guys would never Then, then what does the last name start with? R. What? Allen Robinson, baby. Oh. Al- He's under Julio Jones. Bears. Who's ahead? Who is directly ahead of Julio? <laughs> Stephon Diggs. Him, Stephon Diggs got paid last year, and Adam Thielen just got his money this Stephon year. Stephon Diggs is good, but I don't think he should be getting paid more. I love Stephon Diggs. I think he's good, but I don't think he should be getting paid more. And what number is who are the top five? You mentioned it. Top five was Odell, o- Odell AB, AB, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon, uh, Brandon Cooks. Oh my god! It do- it never translates directly to like. No, it, it doesn't because I mean a lot of these guys that are under there that are more talented got their contracts like three four yeah. years ago. That's that's why. But everyone's at a different stage. Exactly. They- in but, their contract. Jeez, like so so essentially to come back to the Michael Thomas thing, that means he's gonna be probably making nineteen million dollars a year. Eighteen and a half, nineteen million. You wanna know what he's making right now? No no no, I'm saying if he was to get this contract. <laughs> no, but it, I'm excited for this contract now because this is what he's getting paid. Um he's getting paid less than Chris Hogan, AJ Brown. Yes, you don't know who that is. Uh, AJ Chris, Brown the rookie? Yeah, who's on the Titans. Is he a rookie? Uh, wait, I don't wait, even wait. know. Christian Kirk is ahead of him. Uh AJ Brown just Russell got drafted. Shepherd. Yeah, he's, yeah, getting, yeah, he he's getting paid more than Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah, Michael wow. Thomas. Tom, Michael Thomas's total value is five million one hundred eighteen that thousand nine hundred seventy-four so, so with like, one million per year. Can we can we just talk about that? How a guy who's probably is established as a top five receiver in the league is getting paid. Less. Well, that's his rookie contract. Yeah, yeah but still, still getting paid less than a guy who has not played in the NFL. Well, yet. from what I know, Michael Thomas wasn't a first round pick. No, he was not. So he was getting paid much less. He wasn't getting that first round. Alvin Kamara was their first rounder that year. He was the third, and third he's round getting pick. Paid Alvin Kamara was the third round pick. He oh, Marshawn Lattimore was their first round. Yep. What a fuck. What, oh. what a draft. <laughs> You're good. What a draft. What a draft. Oh, yeah. Class. What a draft for them. And then the following year, they're just like, let's get Davenport up in here. <laughs> 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 let's get a Lattimore 2.0 up in yeah. here. 
Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I like the Saints coming in this year. Lattimore. I'm Thomas glad this guy's getting paid. Camara. I didn't think he was going to be so far down. We're talking Jamison Crowder, Golden Tate, Quincy Anunua, Deshaun Jackson, Adam Humphreys, John Brown, Marquise Lee are all getting paid more than <laughs> Michael. Michael. Michael <laughs> I can't even say his name anymore. Uh, yeah, Michael Thomas. Can't, can't guard Mike. Can't guard at, Mike. At, can't guard Mike. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson, all getting paid more than Michael Thomas. I mean, it's just that's just what happened. I mean, he, he that was his rookie deal, and that's what John they Ross. left him with. John Ross. And Ted Ginn. <laughs> But yeah, man, that's it. Jeez. I think what's and that, gonna... now reading this list, this guy better get paid ASAP. Now, now, do you think what what's gonna happen? Do you think because him and it came out? I don't know if it was before or right after. Same time about that they that the Falcons are trying to pay Julio because they tried to pay him last year and they couldn't figure it out, and now they're trying to pay him this year. I feel like do they can think, never figure it out. But do you think that they're gonna try to pay him? first and then michael thomas is going to top it do you think it's going to be the other way other way that's an interesting question what do you think is going to happen for some reason i think falcons are going to pour every single cent that they have on julio and then michael thomas is going to be right below it i feel like that's the safer way to look at it because again the the saints i mean they don't have a lot of people to pay no they don't so they're going to be very similar i think it's gonna be like a million off of each other if anything they're very yeah they're definitely gonna be very close i think julio is going to get a contract first i think he's gonna do it before uh michael thomas i mean because i read like what you said where they're very close to a deal and then i read something today that said that they were nowhere near a deal so i don't know what to believe i mean there's so many things that are posted by media and you don't know if it's reliable or not so just for that for example i, I don't think know what's going michael on thomas is going to be paid first and then literally a couple weeks later or a week later if anything julio's going to get paid because that's how it goes someone sets the precedent mm-hmm. yeah and everyone else yeah. Gets i think the they're waiting for someone to do it so they could set the price especially since they're in the same division mm-hmm. Yeah, really, I mean, they really want to f- figure out how much they're gauging for their best wide receiver. Yeah, and I mean, it. And to be honest, like the difference is, is with uh, Michael Thomas, depending on how long of a deal it is, whatever, he can get another contract. For Julio, this might be his last contract, depending on how they restructure. Oh he's, yeah, no, it is. He's thirty years old. He's been in the league a while. That's what I'm saying. He's thirty years old. So Michael so, Thomas is coming off his rookie deal. Exactly. So if anything, they're, they're in a better spot than Julio is, and they still exactly. haven't paid Julio yet, who's exactly. already proven he's top three in the league, even if he scores one touchdown per year. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's more pressure on the Falcons because, I mean, regardless, they're both going to be paid. But with the Saints, this is not going to be his last contract. And they still have room to, you know, give more incentives, restructure his contract with Julio. It's kind of like, you know, you sign him to like a three, four-year deal. That's it, most likely. They're probably going to do that A-B kind of thing where it's like, do you think they even give him five or they're going to give him four and they kind of make him the highest pay? No, I don't think they're going to make him five. Four, right? Yeah, I think four at most. That's what A-B has. Because at that point, five years, he's going to be 35 years old. What, is he going to be the new Larry Fitzgerald? Like. That's a stretch. You That's never what I'm saying. know. That's what I'm saying. So you don't you don't want to pull that. I mean, he's he, like you said, he's a top three receiver every year, but you don't want to be paying this guy money. If yeah, he is 30. Happens. Antonio Brown's 31. So you're going to give him a four-year deal. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, moving on from that, we still got some more football to talk about here. So I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but it, uh, the game last night, uh, Daniel Jones attended the Yankees game. <laughs> and... He made a video online that was like, "What's up, guys? I'm your, you know, I'm the Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones. I'm go Yankees, right?" How did they? People were booing this guy, booing him. He was just trying to go to a Yankees game and chill. He's not even on the like actual field. Like you're not watching him practice. None of that. You didn't watch him throw a pick in practice. That a pick six, and you could boo him. Sure. He's just going to the Yankees game, man. Trying to watch Giancarlo Stan and Edwin Carnacion come in. You know, Stand put back. up homework. Yeah, he, he came back. He was out. He was out of the lineup today, but he was back last yeah. night. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, man, what, what do you guys think of that? Do you think New York is just pretty much cruel, or do you think this? I is... think they're jaded. Here's what here's I what feel I think. So bad. I think I think oh, they're yeah, jaded because they deal with this. They deal with their expectations getting let down with the Knicks. Well, then they go to the Yankees game and all their f- players are injured. Then they go. I watch think the, yeah. They watch the Giants have the sixth overall pick in the draft. Was it six? Yes, six, yeah. it was yeah. six. Yeah, and then they're expecting Dwayne Haskins, or if not him, then like. Uh, what, jo- Josh Allen, right? Imagine, he, draft- imagine he went to a Yankee game. Uh, say if this happened at the draft tomorrow for the NBA, and they don't <laughs> end up getting RJ Barrett, and he goes to a Yankee games after that, he would have probably got He'd tossed. Got, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, okay, this is what I feel like happened is no, it's just I, it's just New York fans. Yeah, the Islanders get swept in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> because, because I mean, whatever it everything was, goes wrong. Yeah. Whatever a couple years ago, where you guys had like four wins or whatever, they beat you look the crap it, out of them in the you, bleachers. You look at it and you're like, all right, you know, you can't, you you hope that your team can't do much worse than that. You had a four year, four win season, and then or like four or five, whatever. When your team, everybody got hurt, you're kind of like, all right, you know, it can only go up from here. And then the next year, I think they only had one more win. Yeah. So it's kind of like. The, at that go point, up. at that point, like it went up, but it was like this is not what they like expected. So I feel like the expectations are set so high right now for let's just say the Giants. Like the expectations are set so high that if you, if if they do like let's say even if they go like five hundred, let's say they go eighty, I feel like fans are still gonna be pissed. Like it's just such a hard. No, they're projected spot. to only have six wins this year. But that's what I'm saying. It's such a hard spot for them to be in right now. Here's I why like, I like. No matter here's why I like he do. got booed, right? So he got booed on draft night. I'm sure he was expecting that. Uh, yeah. So he definitely. wasn't. He wasn't gonna hold any grudges over any fans because yeah. they knew exactly who they were aiming to get. Um, but the Giants had some different plans. Here's why I like it though. So this gives them a chip on his shoulder already. Coming out of Duke and getting drafted six and getting booed on draft night, that puts a bigger that puts a chip on your shoulder. A bigger chip on your shoulder is going to Yankee Stadium casually being there and being booed because now everyone's looking for you to be good. And there's been, you know, talks going around and news coming out that he's been looking solid at practice, but it's just practice. Yeah. This guy hasn't taken a snap yet and he's getting booed. So I really want to see this guy go in and just first drive he takes it to the house like i, I really yeah, but, i really believe in this guy now and you definitely saw this not a lot of people did because i deleted it right away but on the franchise tag twitter account uh go follow that by the way um i tweeted the second he got drafted oh his dad put in a good word for him that's why he got drafted like like in all caps i was furious about it because at the moment you wanted jared uh jared allen josh allen to be drafted right and you end up getting daniel jones who was projected to be a second round pick maybe even a third round pick if you just let him fly but you know Sitting on it now, I really want to see this guy prove everyone wrong. And if he doesn't, that's exactly what everyone thought he was going to be. And they're right. Yankee, and then New York fans know exactly what was coming. But you're going to make him have some thick, thick skin. Like, now he's going to be able to go out there and, like, everyone's expecting me to fail. He'll take if it. I get two first downs here, people are going to be on my side for those two first downs. If I take it to the house, they're on my side for now. They want to see me go in the next game and the next game and the next game. That thick skin is going to help you because the media is going to tear you apart. The yep. fans oh, yeah. are going to tear you apart. So I think this is a good thing for him, if anything. I and mean, it sucks that people are doing it now, even regardless if he's taking a snap or not. But in the long run, I think this is going to help Daniel Jones handle New York. Yeah, and I mean, like it's kind of like like let's compare him and Kyler Murray in in one sense. Kyler Murray's going to the Cardinals, and they are expecting him number one pick. They're expecting him to be like this amazing quarterback to like basically turn this whole franchise around yeah whereas with daniel jones there is no I feel like he should be getting more attention than daniel yeah. jones there's there's no expectations with daniel jones like everybody w- thinks he's gonna fail so like you said if he gets a first down or whatever it's like wow like this is really good and he starts to build that confidence there's no i mean there's pressure on him because everybody like kind of hates him i guess you would say 
But in his head, he's like, well, they're kind of expecting me to fail. So if he fails, he fails, and they're just like, well, he failed. They're just like, that's exactly what happened. And then Gettleman's going to be taking the heat for that, which exactly. I'm sure he's expecting. But, dude, if this but, guy scores one touchdown, but, Saquon but, Barkley yeah. leaves him downfield, he throws a quick slant to Sterling Shepard or Golden Tate, they're going to be on his side. And, and that's the thing. If, and I, if anything, it looks good for him. And, and There's and nothing it, bad yeah, coming and, out of this. And it's the opposite of Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, he's expected he to He should great. be getting all the attention. He Kyler be. Murray. I don't know why he isn't. I don't know. And and if he doesn't do great, I, he's screwed. That's the problem. He needs to go out there and be amazing, whereas Daniel Jones just has to go out there and basically do what he... Like, he's just got to do the job. The, he's got to do the job. Yeah. That's it. He doesn't and have honestly, to do anything great. thinking of Daniel Jones for a second, people wanted to have that guy like Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray be on the Giants because you want an electrifying player. Mm-hmm. Think about it this way. Tom Brady isn't an electrifying player. He just makes big plays when you need him to need to make them. So say it's a third and 12. They're going to get that first down. That's why you are, you're on Tom Brady's side. Mm-hmm. If, but he's not going to scramble out of the pocket and no, no, do no. a no-look pass no. the other side of the field like I mean, Pat Mahomes I mean, might. The kid can run, so he has legs. So you add that. Yeah. So think about it this way. Tom Brady is able to just be that field general <laughs> to get them downfield. And guess what they're doing between the five-yard line and the touchdown? They're running it with Sonny Michelle or Rex yeah. Burkhead. And at the and who gets all the credit? Tom Brady, anyway. So if if Daniel Jones can be, you know, that field general just to get people downfield and and make a play because you have Saquon Barkley back there. Mm-hmm. So if you can somehow make those plays like, like Tom Brady, I want to com- I, I like comparing him to him because you want to compare him to the best just to kind of gauge what he should be looking out for. But, you know, if he can drive them downfield, I think Sa- Saquon Barkley is ten times better than Sony Michelle. So yes. he's he's gonna battle for you and he's gonna help you out there, and. He already has teammates on his side, which they should be. And who knows what they're actually feeling. I'm sure those guys wanted to play with, you know, Haskins and stuff like that. But, you know, Evan Ingram came out with a tweet um, because he was getting booed at Yankee Stadium saying, like, oh, why are you booing him? Just, like, keep that same energy when he's leading us to the playoffs and stuff like that. And he's going to have some years to develop. This first Mm -hmm. year isn't going to be his year. He may not even touch the field. But... If anything, he's backing up Eli Manning. Eli Manning is now well aware. He's not in that ego stage where... I'm going to be here for the next couple of years. You just hang out. Eli, I think, is in full, you know, like, I'm going to be out probably within the next year. He's aware. So he I'm going to help this guy as much as I can because, you know, he's had he has the same connections with this guy. If anything, it's, it's all good things. Because if this was just a random bozo off the street at Duke who he had no idea who he was or if he didn't have the same coach, I would be very worried. But the fact that they, you know, they have the same connections and they know each other, I think that's a solid thing to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not a worst case scenario. Oh yeah, not at all. No, yeah. I I think that it. I mean, I th- I think he's just got to go out there, and like we said, just do what he has to do. I mean, he's no one's expecting him to go out there and you know throw like hail marys like no. Aaron Rodgers and do all this stuff. But people no want that. New York players, New York, New York players, New York fans want that. I just want this guy to go downfield. If so it's, if it's third and fifteen, <laughs> if it's third and fifteen, and you could somehow get a first down, maybe that's uh, it. Maybe I'll be like. Third and twelve, like I said before, if you can somehow get a first down out of that, and then do it again and again, that's all. That's you all need. you need. You that's don't need. To, you don't need to be Pat Mahomes. That's what makes it even worse is that he came into the league, Pat Mahomes, and he comes in that following year, puts up fifty touchdowns, and he's doing no look passes. He's be, he's like running around scrambling. People want to see that. That's now. what everyone. Everyone expects. wants to see that. That's what and, Kyler Murray just destroys the expectation of a new guy. That, and that's exactly. the thing. And I mean, it's kind of a couple like, years ago, like probably ten years ago. Dan, if Daniel Jones was a player back then, like mm-hmm. that was his era, everyone would be like, "Oh, unanimous number one pick," because he's six five. Now you're drafting players who are yeah. six foot five eleven because of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. It's changing every year. So you know, yeah. hopefully that it comes back around where you can have a guy who's not flashy, but he could make plays downfield. I yeah, just I hope mean, he's not. 
Andy Dalton. I want this guy to be like Andy Dalton's like the middle tier definition of, of average. Of average, yeah. They, they call it the, like the Dalton line. Yeah, the Dalton line. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. If you're better than Andy Dalton, you're above average. If you're worse than Andy Dalton, you're below average. This guy it's better be Dalton a couple line. slots forward than that because <clears throat> I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. That's all we yeah. need. We have a solid I, I, offense. We did everything right. Like, if you were to keep Odell, fine. Like, you, you still have your players there. But I wouldn't be unsatisfied with Golden Tate. I wouldn't be unsatisfied. You just signed Sterling Shepard, who was a solid mm-hmm. pickup. And he was a steal of that draft class. Um, Saquon Barkley, number two pick in the draft. And he's projected to be one of the best running backs ever if it's, you know, if he keeps performing the way he does. Evan Ingram, who was a first-round pick, uh, tight end. All your offensive pieces are set. It's just whatever he's going to do with them. And, and yeah, exactly what you said. I mean, he has a running back that he could fall back on if he needed help. And as a new quarterback, they always say that your go-to, your best friend is your tight end. And Ingram is a great tight end. Yeah. So he's a great receiving tight end. He's just end. not built like Gronk or no, Travis no. Kelsey. No, he's but not. But he, he doesn't better, need he, to be. He can utilize him to his advantage. Yeah, he, doesn't, when, he doesn't need to be that big. Because Eli Manning, when his offensive line was pretty bad, it got decently better. But before Solder came in, mm-hmm. he was throwing Evan Ingram like crazy. And so, exactly. And you, so, like, so, that, so that's the thing. You have the two solid positions. You have your fullback guys, your, your running back, and your tight end. He's got enough. I mean, your receivers got Tate and It would be worse if the team was absolutely awful and he had nothing to work with. And that's exactly what he had in Duke, and he still had a pretty decent year. And that's that's the Playing with bad players. And that's what everybody, you know, they don't don't realize. With Dwayne Haskins, he played at Ohio State. You look at all these players, like he's playing with people that are going to get drafted. Whereas Daniel Jones, what is he playing with? He, these these guys aren't going to get drafted as out of Duke. You know what I'm saying? And he had a solid head coach. And exactly. So so it's like okay, he's used to playing. I'm not saying the Giants aren't bad, but I'm just saying like he's used to playing with you know average guys. Like he's not used to playing with these superstars like these ABs, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones. Like these these people that are just like above and beyond exceptional players. He's not used to playing with that, and he's not getting that. So, so speaking of Dwayne Haskins for a second. He's probably going to get the start midseason if Case Keenum doesn't work out because Jay Gruden's on the hot seat, so he's probably yeah. going to want to put that first-round pick in there. Yeah. So he's going to see some field time, uh, some time on the field this year. But unfortunately, the Redskins have come out with a report that they're planning to start <laughs> Eric Flowers at I, yeah. at guard, not tackle, guard. So he went from on the Giants switching positions because you had to make room for Nate Solder to being awful and tripping players to getting traded to the Jags and then going on the Redskins, and now you got to play a totally different position. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that's how the, is he the still in the move. league. I don't know. That's what I'm. It's curious. just. Be, it's only because he was that first round pick. Yeah, that's the only reason. That's why. the only reason why. I mean, it's just it's. It's kind of like the NBA where they tried holding on to Anthony Bennett for a couple years, but he just wasn't good. I mean, if anything, this is good news for you guys. Oh uh, yeah, probably, but their defense <laughs> is completely nasty. So. No, no, no. I know, but I'm saying like you know you might. You might get uh, what like is as it, a Dexter? defense as a defense, yeah. You want because you, you, you got Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. You just got him. Maybe he'll. But we be... don't have that pass rush, unfortunately. Yeah, but I mean, maybe it'll be better because they got Eric Flowers. So. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, Eric Flowers, not a fan of you, my guy. Um, but <laughs> I hope he listens. <laughs> the class, yeah, the classic. He likes classic Eric at Flowers us. play was a uh, <clears throat> was a uh, Eli to Odell fifteen yard slant penalty offensive holding number oh. seventy four. <laughs> All I can honestly hear the refs in my head just saying it. Number whatever his number yeah, was. Hold on here, seventy four. Yeah, number seventy four. All the time, and he was always like, "Yeah, I did that." Like it was never like, <laughs> "What did I do?" Like like you know like complaining. He was always like, "Yeah, 
<laughs> like but, that's but exactly see, like, what I did. You got me. I mean, you got me. I mean, I'm, I'm not. It's on camera. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but like, <laughs> there's so many cameras. Yeah, yeah but I but I mean, you you have these. If guys... there wasn't cameras, yo, it's a wrap. <laughs> you probably think that. <laughs> you you have these guys in the league that like like you were saying like he just kind of like was like yeah I did it. There are some guys out there that'll like clearly hold or clearly interfere, and they turn around like why'd you throw a flag? Like yeah, you were you just did the definition of pass interference. It's like what, what are you who are you trying to fool? So. And, like, I mean, if there's any good out of it, at least he knows he's holding. I don't know if that's good or bad, yeah. but he accepted it. <laughs> yeah. So some bigger news. I kind of want to stop talking about Eric Flowers now. But yeah, let's, like, let's, too many bad memories. I just wanted to touch up on that. That's exactly what the Redskins are planning to do. Jay Gruden, say goodbye to your job because if that doesn't work out for you, I wish that, it, it, was, it was a bad call even before you made it. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about some Josh McCown for a second. So he just retired after 17 seasons, All right, 17 fake. years in the league, uh, actually. Um, but he just got a job with ESPN right out the gate as soon as he retired. Well deserved. This guy was jumping around the league, and he's been on like what, like twenty. He is the definition teams? of what every backup quarterback. He's should, been on more teams be. than he hasn't been on. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So all the teams he's been on for the t- uh, he's been on ten teams in his NFL in his NFL career was I the Cardinals, so. Lions, wow. Raiders, Dolphins, Panthers, 49ers, Bears, Bucks, Browns, and the Jets. Is he gonna sign one year contracts with all of them and retire for all of them? <laughs> I don't know. Or one day. That's contracts. a good question. <laughs> one day. Where was contract. the be- Where's the best destination for him to retire? Where did it say where he year. was the longest? I mean, I'd say his longest had to be like what a two or three year contract at most. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where he was the longest. Have you ever seen that? picture? I mean, you don't have to do that when you retire. You don't, you don't have to. <laughs> it's just becoming a thing. Have you ever seen that picture? He has a daughter, and uh, her her daughter and all her. They friends. had enough jerseys for them yeah, all to wear. Yeah, uh, was wearing all of his different jerseys. That was kind of fire, though. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a big flex. That, that's sick. Yeah, but I'm sure all the guys in school were just like, "Yeah, he sucks." <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they probably get bullied like that a little bit, at uh, least. Nah, because you know what? You got millions of dollars. If you're, yeah, if you're exactly. I don't care if you're the worst in the NFL. If you're in the NFL, you're still really good. Like, look, I could be Eric Flowers' son, and at the end of the day, if you make fun of me, I'm like, "Well, I'm living in a mansion, and you're poor." Well, like, he's sitting I don't on care. the. We sitting on the bench, and I'm still in a mansion. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so interesting. Ba- <laughs> an interesting fact about Josh McCown. So after following the uh, his announcement of retiring, uh, the entire 2002 NFL draft class is officially it's out of the gone, NFL. Yeah. Um, so only four players remain from the 2000 2003 uh, drafts. 2000 was Tom Brady. 2001 was Drew Brees. 2002, no one's left. 2003, Terrell Suggs and Jason Wynn. Jason That's Wynn crazy. Just came back. Yeah, he just came back. They're they're all gonna be gone pretty soon though. I'm sure Terrell Suggs is probably done after this year. Yeah, most likely. Tom Brady's not done until he's 45, so he's probably gonna be the last of all those guys. And he's the oldest. He is the oldest, yeah. but he's in the best shape probably of all of them. Yeah. But yeah, dude, Josh McCown, dude. So I just want to talk about Josh McCown for a second because I wanted to get the scope of the league a little bit and talk about that. So he's considered one of the, one of the most you know highly liked guys in the locker room. Like a lot of people like him. He's he's you know just a born leader. He knows exactly what to do with the team. Just unfortunately, the reality of the NFL is not everyone gets to be that number one guy. No one, not mm-hmm. everyone is going to be the starting quarterback. You have a lot of talented quarterbacks in the league, but there's a lot of more talented guys above those guys. So he made the most of being a backup. And when he did start, he had some pretty solid seasons. He had some bad seasons. But with the Jets, he was solid and he was leading the way for players like Sam Darnold, who's a young guy in the league who needs to get his footing. And he really embraced that backup role. And honestly, whatever team he goes to, and you have a young guy there or you have a different quarterback, you know that quarterback room is going to be solid because Josh McCown is going to make the most of his situation. You're stuck on this wire. I know. I was trying to get my foot around, but I didn't want to unplug anything. Yeah, I think we're good. But what do you guys think of that? Because not a lot of – I feel like a lot of other backup quarterbacks should take this into consideration here. It's like if you're not going to be the starter and you know that, 
I feel like you should just kind of accept it and try to make the team better because I feel yeah. like yeah. It, no, you, you make a, a you make a solid rapport with the team then. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It, it's like the Jets kept them around just so he can mentor Sam Darnold. Yeah, and I mean at that point it's kind of what I like about that is I feel like a lot of guys now, I, I guess I would say younger guys because they're brand new to the league or whatever. I see a lot of the younger guys now seem to be more of like me, 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 and they, they care about themselves. And if they don't get playing time or they don't, whatever, like you see it in college, if they don't get playing time, they transfer. You request a trade. Yeah, they, or... they transfer schools and then, you know, you get to the NFL. Well, in college, you kind of need to, if, if you know your worth, you're going to have to go and transfer. Yeah, and then, and then the next thing, yeah, like you said, you get to the NFL, you become professional and you try to get traded and all that stuff. Whereas I feel like, I mean, it's not good to settle. I wouldn't say it's good to settle, but he realized like, hey, I've been to a couple teams. I'm still I've been, a backup. I've been tossed around this league. Yeah, like I'm still if a backup. If it's not going to happen now, it's never going yeah, to happen. Yeah, and, and he just made that situation, instead of looking at himself and being like, oh, everybody feel bad for me, or make, causing a scene, he made the best of it and helped everybody, which is what you want as a like, you know as a leader in that team. Like as a head coach, you want somebody like that to where you know they might not be the star guy, but you keep guys around like that because of their presence in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. So, Matt, what did Matt, you think about Josh McCown retiring? What did his legacy behind the league it's funny well, how a backup say, quarterback could leave a legacy in the yeah, league yeah yeah that's I crazy mean, look at nick Foles. oh yeah nick Foles. well he made it, he made it to the promised anymore. land though that's the dream probably that josh mccown wanted to make like when yeah. he first saw nick Foles, he yeah. was like backup quarterback he makes it to the super bowl super bowl mvp gets paid goes to the jags that's probably something he wanted to see in his career yeah but yeah never what i'm up. surprised is that he decided he's uh going the direction of uh you said ESPN mm -hmm. he yeah. has a job with? Right away, he got a job. I'm surprised. He's on tonight. I don't know what he's covering. But. See, I would have seen him more as like a quarterback's coach. Yeah. I mean, he may come out of the booth. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... Yeah, I'm, doesn't, just, I'm just saying, I, mean, I feel like that's... stuck there. That would be really solid. You know? Like, that's essentially what he was in, in New York. And he was on every team, so he, yeah, he, pretty much, he pretty much knows how a quarterback should feel. So, I don't know. Shout out Josh McCown, though. Yeah, good guy. <laughs> Love that guy. Um... So let's jump into this for a second. Um, here, I think I missed something that I wanted to talk about. So when we were talking about the Cardinals, we forgot to mention the head coach who's in town who's now calling the shots, and that's Cliff Kingsbury. Did you guys hear that report that came out that said he he said he used to make fake social media accounts to monitor players at Texas Tech? No. <laughs> he did that. Why? Because he's a young dude and he knows how to use Twitter. <laughs> So he could get away with it. Why did he do that? Why did he say that he did that? I, I yeah. remember. I remember you could, seeing. You could, yeah. you could have your weird like burner account method all you want, and you could don't have to tell anyone about it. I remember people were like commenting under there, like, "Oh, you didn't." It's like, "Oh yeah, it's like Cliff of Queensbury." Like, "Oh man, like I wonder who that is." Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's just. It, why would you come out and say that? No idea. That's just like. It's very creepy, though. Yeah. It, it is creepy. That's just not something you publicize like maybe i don't think it's talked about enough i think it came out and it kind of just blew over everyone's head well, well I, I mean if you're gonna maybe say that in the privacy of your own home or something like cool but yeah it's just weird it's just not something you should be proud of i mean yeah. i don't know if he was but i, I mean honestly now he, i don't he think he didn't have to mention it yeah exactly. that was, but i think as soon as he was out of texas tech he's like finally i got to say this <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man uh yeah i just wanted to mention how weird that was texas tech is more of a factor in the whole college football NFL thing than you would expect it to be. Yeah. Um, With Mahomes and all that. So a couple more quick news just kind of fired at you guys. So Saints signed veteran wide receiver Rashard, Math Rashard Matthews following his minicamp tryout, and uh, this was on the 13th. 
Um, so he finally has a fresh start. I thought he was solid on the Titans. He just never really got a second chance with another team. Yeah. Um, I think that's definitely a good wide receiver to rely on. But, again, there's a lot of depth there because they have Ted Ginn. They have uh, – Thomas. Who, Thomas. Uh, who, who's the other guy who catches all the – he caught the uh, – Tommy Lee Smith. Lewis. Tommy Lee Lewis. Oh, to- no, 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 I think Smith. they got Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith. That's what yeah. I was talking about. Yeah, so they got a lot of depth there. So who knows how much of a role he's going to play. I feel like this is the type of deal where it's like, I think we have to cut this guy before the season starts. You know what I mean? That, uh, that controversial no-call with the pass interference against the Rams in the – NFC Championship game. Who was the intended target for that? Oh, I can tell you right now because I have the picture saved. I know it was, it was, it was Tommy it was, Lee Lewis. Was it? Was mm-hmm. it? Yes, okay. Tommy Lee Lewis. Tommy Lee Lewis. <laughs> and uh, what was it? Roby Coleman. Uh, yes, yeah. Nikel yeah. Roby Coleman. Well, talk about a lot of controversy over two players who aren't even like top tier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Roby Coleman's definitely more, but <clears throat> the fact that it's a huge call over Tommy Lee Lewis, who even knows See, he was going to catch can, that ball in the first place. Yes, you can't even blame. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even blame like Roby Coleman for that because like yeah even even if he probably did commit pass interference blatantly it's not his fault the ref didn't call it. Yeah, he had nothing to do with that. He was just running his route. Like if he got interfered yeah. with him doing he couldn't have done I guess maybe like fallen to the floor. I don't didn't he fall to the floor? Like I don't know what else more he could have done to try yeah. to get a flag like he clearly got interfered with. There's there's nothing else. If they're not going to call it. They're not going to call it. When they got away with it. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I'm having a lot of trouble with this. I'm just today. saying, like, as far as the corner goes, like Roby Coleman, like, he doesn't deserve the hate for not uh-huh. getting called on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so an- an- another quick thing. So Barstool reported uh, after Tom Brady posted about it, he's working out with Josh Gordon. I yeah, did, I did see, that. see that. Yeah. If he comes back, Tom Brady's gonna sign like a ten-year deal. <laughs> as long as he stays off the weed. Then mm-hmm. they should be good. I want to see Josh Gordon play, man, because the, the times he was with the Patriots, I think he had he had a lot of potential well, there. He caught Tom Brady's whatever that record mm-hmm. that he said yep. he caught it. Yeah. So he yeah, Josh Gordon is solid. He just keeps getting in trouble. Yeah, I, I, he's and really stay the Patriots trouble. essentially got him at like a huge discount. Yeah, because so of he, that. So situation. here's what the, here's what they're planning on doing with Josh, uh, Josh Gordon right now. So on March 12, 2019, the Patriots placed a second round tender on Gordon, securing his services for the upcoming 2019 season. So they're still taking a flyer on him. Um, he should be reinstated in the NFL. Uh, should he be reinstated in the NFL if that happens, which will probably happen because it's happened like ten times with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon took the Instagram shortly after to thank the team and reaffirm his commitment to getting back on the field. Two weeks later, during a press conference at the owners. Uh, meeting in Arizona, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell was asked about Gordon's status and said that the NFL was focused on getting him back on the right track and hopefully back on the field soon. So that's pretty positive. I think they're going to get him back out here soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope Josh Gordon comes back soon because that team's pretty nasty with what they have right now in Nikhil Harry and you bring in Josh Gordon, who's your number one wideout, and then you could always rely on Julian Edelman if you need to. It's a pretty solid receiving core and probably one of his best if if that holds up, I would say. Um, yeah. So let's touch up on another thing. So is there anything NFL related you guys wanted to talk about? Because I, I have we covered the bases. Kind of yeah. right. So yeah, I have I a couple. So I have a couple things just out of the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I saw this yesterday. Edwin Encarnacion uh, hits his first home run with the Yankees. Nice. The second after he hits it, he does the walk in the parrot, right? Mm-hmm. And he hits it to this couple that's out there in like right field who are sitting like on the top, and it's kind of empty over there. They get the ball. They're chilling. And they show on the camera that this guy comes down. He's like, hey, we need this ball. If you guys are in that scenario and it's a ball like it's not Edwin Encarnacion. Say it's someone's 3,000th hit. 
you know, 500th home run, something like that. Say it's Alex Rodriguez's like 600th home run or something like that. It it's it goes right out to you. I was at that game. Yeah, so one that, of those games. That happens. That happens. The ball comes to you, and you have around like five security guards coming after you, <clears throat> saying, "Hey, we need the ball. We need the ball." Are you giving this ball back? No. No, right? Um, that's an expensive I, I mean, ball. I'm yeah, not giving if, that back. If they if they gave me something for it, I might consider it, but I would not just give it. No, we have to because th- then it would end up like the Mike uh, Mark McGuire situation where he didn't want to meet the guy who caught the ball when he requested to meet him, and he ends up selling it for three million dollars. See, I would just sell it to the player. Yeah, that's no, yeah, no, that's the goal. Yeah, but Mark McGuire refused to like give him sign. Like, no, Mark McGuire was going to give him like a sign bat, you know, a, a, another ball or something like that. Just yeah. equipment. Yeah. But um, I don't know if what that situation was there. I think no, his only request was to meet Mark McGuire, and he said no. Oh, that's rude. Yeah, Mark, that's Mark, really Mark rude. McGuire. Mark McGuire was like, no, I'm not meeting the guy, but I'll give him like sign bats and stuff. And he was like, no, I'm selling this, and he no, got but, over three million. But, but at that point, you but deserve I would that. Sell, but I would sell, but. That's a different scenario because he just wanted to meet the player himself. But um, I'm saying that what's the minimum you're asking for? Say it's an Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion ball, first time being a Yankee. I'm can, asking can for I, 100K can easily. Can I just say there's no amount, there's no player I would rather meet than have $3 million. Yeah. No player. Well, yeah, in the long no run, way. he did get the $3 million, So He didn't? He did get the three million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he came out on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But, but I mean, if but I... but even still, he probably would have loved to meet Mark McGuire and give the ball back. Yeah, but not. I would take the three million over meeting Mark. McGuire. Do you guys remember when yeah. Derek Jeter hit his, uh, his home run, his home which run was the three thousand hit? Yeah. The the guy who got it got a whole press conference for catching the ball. Exactly. <laughs> and he gave the ball back, so he left with nothing except a press conference that no one's going to remember ever. You gotta have an asking price for that. At least a one point one million. I'm for I'm, der- that Derek Jeter ball. A, if, if that's the give dolphin, me a million. Yeah, a million dollars. I'm asking for a few million. You know how much Derek Jeter has. But it's he t- owns the Marlins. So say <laughs> I, I heard this question on. Je- <laughs> well, that was before that. But yeah, but still. Like, <laughs> but I heard this on Joe Santagato's podcast like like a while ago. Say a home run ball gets hit to you. It's Derek Jeter. It's a 3,000th hit. Yeah. And he walks from home plate all the way to the outfield. He's like, hey, kid, can I get that ball? No. Are you going to have the balls to say no in front of Derek Jeter? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, no, I'm he, like... what if he pulls his Jeet swag out? And he's just like, <laughs> yeah, hey, Jeet's. hey, buddy. Yeah, Jeet's. <laughs> he's like one of the nicest guys of all time. Yeah, Jeet's. And he's just like, yo, can I get that ball back? You're, you're, are you saying no? Yes, I'm saying no. I don't care. I want the money. That's what exactly what I want to hear. Because I feel like if we're in those situations, we'd be like, uh, yeah, because you have security guards behind you. You got representatives behind you. Like, we, <laughs> yeah. need, we need that ball. We need it. Yeah, but, but when you think about it, if they need it that bad, they will do what you want. Yeah, you have the leverage there. You have the ball. No, that's what I'm saying. You so have the upper you, hands. You got to have exactly, an asking price. Exactly. So, I mean, the bare minimum, I would add, it also depends on who it is, the situation, whatever. Like in that Jeter situation, you got to ask for a lot. It's Derek yeah. Jeter and yeah, it's a know, huge Yeah, I think stone. I would start asking with 15 mil. Because I know he's not going <laughs> to give it to <laughs> I said a million. Well, that's the 15 thing. 15 mil, they're not giving that to you. Well, that's the thing. They're not. You always highball them so that you can negotiate, work it down, get somewhere like five to six mil when you, it's all said and done. All right, so so, in, so in that case, I'm going to be like 100 million. No, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, I'm asking a million first, and if they say no, I'm keeping that ball. But if, if you're, you know if you're what, kind someone of, if, else would pay But if that. it's like that important where you're like, yo, at least five to ten. 
Like this is Jarek Jeter's three thousandth ball. You're gonna give this Jarek to me. Jarek Dieter. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. Jarek Dieter. Jarek Dieter. <laughs> Jarek Dieter. Yeah, Deets. Yeah, Deets. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to kind of bring it on a lower scale, last night I was watching the Yankee game um, with Ryan. He was here yesterday. Yeah. And we saw the Edwin Encarnacion yeah, home yeah. run, and he hits it to this couple, and immediately they get surrounded by this. Not surrounded. It was just one dude, but still, they're gonna harass you until they get yeah, that yeah. ball. And I was, uh, Ryan was like, "Oh, they're gonna give that back." I'm like, "I'm like, you would give that back?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't care." I'll be like, no, absolutely not. No, they're not getting that. First ball. of all, you're in a better position now because I don't know why they would want that ball because Edwin Encarnacion is the leader in the AL in home runs and he's also like one of the one of a, the better phenomenal hitters in the mm-hmm. league. So he's probably hit a, a, a hundreds of home runs. Yeah. Why would he care about this one ball for being on the Yankees? So if they're asking for that back, hundred K. Like, right on the spot. Yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, what I would do in, in for that situation, like I said... Never it, it give depends. the ball back, ever. Never It depends the on back. the situation, but in that situation, like you said, there's not going to be... There's not much leverage. Like, you have the leverage because they might want the ball back, but it's not, like, you know, like Jeter's 3,000th hit or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the thing is, most home runs aren't worth that much because they're just, like, one of many. So, so we're talking about this one. 100K is a little much for an Edwin Encarnacion random home run See, in the this middle is, of the this season. F- to 50K, demand a lot of money. 50K, 10 to the 50K. 50K. I, I would say between 75 and, and 100,000. That's what I would say. For, for that ball? Yeah. That's now that what, I really but, think about it. The only oh, significance yeah. is that it's his first home run as a Yankee. Sure. That's Good not, for you. That's not a lot of significance. I didn't think they were going to ask for that ball back. Yeah, but, but then they showed it on camera that exactly. they're it's, like it's, trying to get this ball away from this kid. It's not a lot of significance, but if they want it bad enough, they'll pay you. I saw another home run, I think, a that's month true. or two ago. A kid caught a home run ball from someone. I wish I knew the name, but it was worthy enough to for someone to go out there and be like, can I get this ball? And a kid caught it. And he's holding on to the ball, and they're like asking the dad, like, hey, we need that ball. And, and right away, you could see he's like, absolutely not. I'm not giving you this ball. Um, Can they yeah, think that's like an interest, game, right? That's like a one-of-a-kind scenario so to be what? in, but... I, would that's ne- fine. I like it thrown out of a yeah, game I'll for keeping thrown out of the game, they, and then I'll yeah, sell yeah, it. Yeah, I think they do that if you don't give the ball back. I don't yeah, care. Leave. I'll leave that the, game, the never is, come back. The thing is, how let's say you keep the ball, they throw it out of the game. How are you getting in contact with the player or whoever you want to sell this ball to? The player that hit it. Um, you don't talk to security. You're just like, well, I'm gonna have. You're gonna have me talk to either the player himself, or I'm gonna have to talk to a representative that can't give me this money, mm-hmm. or else you're just leaving with the ball. And and they could be like, no, we're not talking. We're not gonna give it. We're not going to have you speak to anyone. You can just walk out right then and there. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, saying, but if you walk out with the ball, how then do you get the money? You can sell it on something. They're gonna. It, they're it they're gonna people. find you. They're gonna. They're, I think they're just gonna look for you and hope to get. The I'd ball. give them my name and number. I'd be like, contact me. Well, we'll I'm talking business. about. The, I'm talking about the San Carnacion ball. If these people kept it, they're not gonna go searching for it. But if it's Jeter's three thousand, oh yeah, they're hit, which yeah. is a home run. They're gonna search for you. Like they're gonna have like police out there. Like, oh, is is this your residence? All right, cool. We got Cashman out here looking to get this ball. Oh, I would milk Brian Cashman for all these guys. I mean, he is Cashman. Yeah. So. Nah, I, I think. Can we yeah. Do, why Sign me he, to a one-year deal. You, wait, wait. You think he was gonna get a pitcher or something, and he just signs another power hitter? <laughs> what is he no, trying he, to do? He needs to get Scherzer or something. I don't know. What they're, is he trying? They're, to they're do? trying to reenact what Red Sox did last year, where they their pitching was eh, and they just got a lot of runs. Their pitching was pretty good. They're, they're pitching. Their relief pitching sucked. Did you guys see Uvalde? that? Maybin is doing so well that they're like, all right, we need to keep four people on the bench, he, or we're gonna have one less pitcher, and we gotta send them down yeah, to the he, minors. He like that's how good their team is right now. Four games in a row with home runs. Yeah, four in a row. That's, yeah, it's amazing. Crazy. Uh, I kind of lost my train of thought here. Oh, so a very long time ago, I'm not sure if you guys remember, this made headlines, big news. This guy was trying to catch a home run ball, foul ball, whatever. I think it was a home run ball, and it was over the ledge of some stadium, and. 
it was oh, it was him yeah, and his kid, yeah, yeah. and he fell o- he fell over and eventually died from his injuries mm-hmm. from trying to get the ball. I do when remember. I remember hearing a very long time ago. ago. It, it was like the most tragic thing ever. I don't think it was that long ago. I think and it was like maybe five. The so story that I heard years. that came out of this was apparently the organization like found the kid and they asked him. Uh, I think they were they were just like oh they, I think they offered him money, or see like tickets for life, and he took the tickets. Mind you, know. mind you, he's a kid. Mind you, he's a kid whose dad just died. Yeah, but I mean, when you think about it, he has no. He doesn't I mean, care about it, it can money. Go, it can go either way though, because at that point you can still sell tickets for money. I mean, would it be the same amount as what they would offer? I don't know. No one knows. But the, the I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You could sell the. T- I guess so. The the thing is, I wouldn't want the tickets because every time I go to a game, yeah, I'm just you're reminded think of, of that. Yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I hope that kid makes the majors one day. I thought you said this was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, but he was a young kid, so he's probably well on his way to probably being a prospect. I don't know the kid's story, but that when could you possibly say happen. long time, I think like no, 40, 50, no, no, 60 no, 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 years. No, 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 not that long. We're talking ago. about maybe 10, ten years ago. Yeah, maybe ten years. Oh, ago. so this is recent. Yeah, and they yeah. have like the footage of the guy falling over. It was like one of the worst things ever. Yeah. Yeah. It was Wait, bad. What, what team was this? I think it was I like a Cubs game. I think something. Yeah, I don't remember the stadium. I don't know, but I one of the teams I think was the Cubs, but that's what happened. All right, so kind of move on from that dark note. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so I want to talk about Clint Frazier for a second. We're wrapping up the show a little bit. As I'm going through, I'm deleting oh, notes. Oh, so petty. Yeah. So petty. Did you guys hear what – so he's he was avoiding the media after those couple of errors that he had against the Red Sox, but um, he was eventually sent down. He was demoted um, because they ended up acquiring Edwin Encarnacion, who we mentioned before, and he said um, – you know, he, he looked pretty mad about it, pretty mm-hmm. much, and he gets sent down, and I think so does Talkman. Yes, and there was there was something that came out that said apparently Talkman right after being demoted he made it to the game, but after Clint Frazier after having a couple of days to get, you know, situated into being in Scranton again, he was late like late to the game. He just didn't care. He just showed up late, and he's just showing that he doesn't want to be there. Well, I mean, in his situation, what like okay, I don't mean to come off as like being rude or whatever. But when you have had notable issues in the field and you have Stanton and Judge coming back and you have Mabin, you have Brett Gardner. What are you going to do? What, what do you expect? Aaron Hicks, like what do you expect is going to happen? That's the way He's I'm mostly mad because it. it's not like, oh, I'm part of the club just because, you know, we have some injuries. He's yeah. mad because he's having a solid season and well, he has to get sent down. I mean, that's the thing. And, and what's unfortunate is like the guys that I just named are great players. And, you know, there's a possibility that if he was on another team, he might be a starter somewhere else in the MLB. There's a chance that that could be the possibility. But he's going to be trade bait, and that's absolutely what's going to happen. And what sucks is that by him showing his weaknesses in the field, that's essentially what I feel like got him demoted. Because he's had notable issues in in the field, and when you have these big-name guys coming back, you're the one... That the odd one out. It doesn't matter. Like you're the odd one out, and you're not making it a case for you to really stay there either. I know, like he was doing well with hitting and everything, but in the field, there's there's two sides to the game, and if if you're only a one-sided player, there's gonna be you have a weakness, and it's a notable weakness, and somebody else is better. You're also in New York, and if you're avoiding the media and you can't handle it, how are you gonna be brought up? Apparently, Michael K said on his show that. Being demoted not only was something that was going to happen regardless if they got Edwin Carnacion or someone else, a big hitter or something, but apparently th- this was pro- this was a little bit of a message by Aaron Boone. It's like, oh, if you're not going to talk to the media and if you're not going to man up to whatever mistakes you made and show that you could make it in this city, we're going to send you down. 
So this yeah. is kind of like a subtle message. Yeah, I mean, it's it's true though. It's like you were saying with Daniel Jones, you know, a little while back, it kind of toughens you up. Like you got to get used to it. It's 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 tough. It's not it's not gonna be easy. They're gonna be ruthless on you. And he was put in that situation, and he couldn't he couldn't handle it. Yeah, Matt, Matt, what'd you what'd you think of that? I like Clint Frazier, dude. But unfortunately, I, I some, sometimes I'm just chilling, daydreaming, and I'm just like, if we can give up like three or four prospects, <clears> including <throat> Clint Frazier, we can get Max Scherzer up in here. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, know, you think about it's, I don't th- I think that's least like well, because like, I don't next, think that's gonna that's not next gonna man up, you know. It is next man up. That's and, what we need pitchers. We don't need outfielders. Yeah, interesting because like Luke Voigt's been unreal. Yeah, and Lemayhew. We yeah we yeah. get MVP, Luke, MVP in my book. Luke Voigt is 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 performing out of his mind, and then we get Encarnacion. We're putting him at first. He's a first baseman. Yeah, no, so he's, I think he's gonna be a DH mostly. Yeah, you could DH him. Is he? Yeah. yeah. I, f- I figured we would switch him for Voight, and then Voight is gonna become a DH. Well, apparently there's rumors going around that you know since Lemayhu plays every single position, literally that if Edward, if they need to put out, if they need to give Voight a break, they'll put Lemayhu at third, and then somehow work Urshela into third base, and then I'm know, sure that Cornacio will be a I'm DH. Not... He's the le- yeah. he's the leading hitter in home runs. In the AL, so I think just having him as a DH, if you just let good him enough. Do these are zone. these are good problems to have. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, not for Clint Frazier though. No, <laughs> no, not for Clint. Is he Frazier. unfollowed all the Yankees on Instagram? No, he did. He, yeah, did he? Get he unfollowed all. He unfollowed all the Yankees. Come on Instagram. I saw on, he deleted dude. his pictures. I like. Yeah. I really like him too, dude. Yeah, no, he has one of the freshest kicks kicks in the league. Clint Frazier is big mad. He's got like Air Force <laughs> One cleats. Oh yeah. yeah, like dude, you're gonna waste all your paycheck that way. What are you getting? Like a hundred grand? Let me pull it up. Yeah, he did unfollow all the Yankees, I believe. Clint Frazier. Uh, yeah, but, like, I mean, I guess he looks at it as if he acts up, they're going to want to get rid of him. But you might not attract the best audience then. Like, people might not want you if that's how you're going to react. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's definitely going to be trade bait, though. But that's pretty much all I have to say on the Yankees yeah. yeah they won today did you guys see that game oh yeah here it is yeah, uh, Snell was in for an out and one, one out one out <laughs> six runs and then Glaber on top of that Glaber hits a grand slam later on in the game yep. against their relievers Got well, the Yankees just turned it yeah, up Clint uh, Frazier probably Clint, didn't like Clint that. Frazier unfollows all but two of his teammates on Instagram who are the two teammates who are the lucky two Mike, Mike Talkman and Tyler Wade that's what I'm looking <laughs> in I'm trying to figure it out um, Nestor Cortez it's, def- it's, it's definitely oh, he is definitely not following Encarnacion. Oh no, not at all. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> don't leave me hanging. He is definitely not following him. Oh, it's it's Tyler Wade. <laughs> I got it. I got one. And Mike Talkman. Nope. Can I guess? Guess. It's, I a, want it's you... a minor league player. No. I want you to guess. Maven. No. Is it Gardner? No. Is it Chapman? Gardner doesn't even have an Instagram. Yeah, he's too old <laughs> for that. Is it, is, it, is it Chapman? It's not Chapman. Oh, I'll I've... give you a hint. It's uh, it's not a pitcher. It's not a pitcher. Okay, okay. We got a lot to work with here. El Gary? No. We're just going to end up going around the horn here. Yeah. It's got uh, LeMahieu. No. Glaber? No. Luke? No. Didi? Yep. Didi? It's Didi. Oh, <laughs> how did we not think of that? A Didi, Didi Gregorius, and Tyler Wade. I love Tyler Wade. I love so much that you can be so mad at the franchise because they demote you that you can follow everyone. You can't get mad at Didi. <laughs> you you still love Didi. He is knighted. He's a sir. Sir Didi <laughs> Gregorius. Sir Didi Gregorius. He speaks like ten languages. That's kind of fire. Yeah. <laughs> when, when I was watching the game at uh, Mark Shorehouse, 
You know, like everyone, I'm like a D D, and and the next a D, D. and and the next the thing name. out of Mark Man Mark's Robert mouth, Tony. he goes, "What are you doing on my baseball team?" And I, <laughs> Yo, I'm so glad he's back, dude. Uh, I love DD. Anyway, I don't know why I'm wrapping this show up on this point, because we're at an hour and 30 already. <laughs> but the hot dog eating contest is July 4th, dog. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's go. Uh, here's what I wanted to mention. Here's here's what, you know. So. Nathan. <laughs> yeah, Nathan. Uh, no, we, uh, Joey Chestnut, we yeah. have. He's, he's Matt always Stoney. up there. Who's the, who's the other Asian guy? I forgot. I just know Joey Chestnut. Yeah, I know. So I just wanted to preface this, but but I I don't think I'm watching this. I'm just gonna watch the highlights on Twitter because I I I, I like hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) So these guys definitely don't like eating like hot dogs. Like this is probably the only one time a year they're eating it. They're probably training. They're probably training for like a a couple months in advance. But still, they definitely don't enjoy eating hot dogs. No, they're they're way past that. Yeah, (laughs) but Matt Stoney's. Twitter, uh, YouTube, he, he still eats like everything. I thought after doing a contest like that and being like a comp- like a competitive eater, you probably wouldn't do go the extra mile and making videos for that. I mean, it's a good way to make money, but at the same time, behind the scenes, you're probably just like, uh, all right, I'm gonna lay Matt, off, I'm gonna lay off of like just think, ten hamburgers. Yeah, but, but just but think that, about the Matt Stoney videos I've seen. Oh my that's god, such it, an yeah. American thing to do. No, you could probably be we really just good. Become professional. No, you could be a really good competitive eater. Yeah. Michael Phelps. Did you guys ever see that oh, diet yeah. he would mm-hmm. have? Yeah, he ate like just as much as these guys would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. It was insane. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So if you guys are in a hot dog eating contest and you see the way they do it, they like dunk the bun, put it in lemonade, and then yeah. eat it, and then they eat like they like cut it in half, whatever they do. If you were to take your time Ugh. and eat like that, though, how much? How many hot dogs do you think you could? Uh-huh. And, and how much time? How much time is the hot dog eating contest? I don't know. I'm not familiar with the rules and regulations. For some reason, whenever I think of the hot dog eating contest, I feel like you're just like, oh yeah, I'm putting on ESPN right now and I'm watching this. <laughs> so I feel like you're a Matt you Stoney fan. at home. I feel like it's gotta be. A I feel like you're a Joey minutes. Chestnut fan and like a Matt Stoney fan. So I feel like you're you're like up to date. I'd probably, like I'd probably prefer story. Matt Stoney to win. Really? It's gotta be a couple minutes. Yeah. There's no way this thing goes oh, on. Let long. me see. There's Hot. no way. Is it like five minutes? That's what I'm saying. Five, it's ten five. minutes, maybe. There's In no five way. minutes. All right, so I'm going to give you 30 because you're not a competitive eater. 30? 30 minutes. Oh, I think you meant 30 uh, hot dogs. No, no, no. I don't know. Maybe. 30 minutes you're giving me? 10. I can eat more than 10 hot dogs in 30 minutes. No, 10 minutes. I'm going to give you 10 minutes. 10 now. minutes? How much can you eat in 10 minutes? The way they eat it. Dunking it. Make- I mean, I can eat it however I want to eat it. Wherever I think yeah. is the fastest way. I would probably... I- oh, it is 10 minutes. Okay. Is, yeah. okay, 10 minutes. I could put down... Maybe like It was eight, 10 minutes. Maybe uh, like yeah. some years. 18 hot dogs. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, since 2008, it's been 10 minutes. So you're eating as much mm, as... Maybe as not 18. I'd say like 14, 15. Dude, I don't... I'm I not would, even giving, I would totally- I'm giving you like nine. I could get I could get at least twelve. I know that. I could totally. I, I, I would that. be like that guy that would just sit there and just be like, "Yeah, I'm just here for the hot dogs. I'm just be eating them, like not shoving them out there. Just, yeah, I'm here for the free hot dogs." Like, I text. I, the reason I brought this up because I remember a long time ago when I was in Disney and the hot dog eating contest was taking place. Our for some reason our group chat was talking about it. I'm like, I think I could do well in this because for some reason in my head I totally forgot they like dunk the bun and they do all this like yeah stuff. So now that I look at it, I think I'd get down close to ten. I'd say like I'd get between 12. I'd say between like five to ten somewhere around there. Twelve. I think I think you're on short, selling yourself short. You think so? Yeah, you. Could probably, I am a pretty good eater. Yeah, I'm pretty solid. I I, I just, crush a juicy don't, platter. Don't ma- make sure you're really you're not hungry. 
I mean, I'm sorry. Make no, sure no, you're no, very no. hungry. Make sure you haven't eaten at all. Well, you can't. No, you can't do that because your stomach shrinks. But I mean, for like a day. For, for a, a day, whole day, it still shrinks. For yeah, a you, day. You would probably eat like four hot dogs, and your stomach by, would not by want a day. It. I mean, that day. That has to be the first thing you eat that day, right? No, I think you like kind of lead up to it. It's like, oh, I'll take this little like protein bar, and then like ease your way into it. I'll do. I'll, yeah, I'll, do I'll, I'll drink. I'll do this. I'll eat this. I almost said drink. I don't even know. Like I almost yeah, I'll eat this yogurt like two yeah, minutes before I, it starts, I've and never then done I'll this. kind of start the appetite. Like you kind of have to get it going. I guess. Yeah, I've I've never professionally eat before, but what would you think you would get? I don't know. Probably, like I said, probably between five ten somewhere in that range. Yeah, you're a little guy. I would. Yeah, I I'm not. I'm not saying I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm a be, thick boy. I wouldn't. So. Be, I would be in rough shape after, but I could get down at least twelve, thirteen, fourteen. No, I don't think I, I would say I'm in that I ballpark. Think I would but get sick. fourteen is a bit of a stretch. What are, you, are you practicing? What are you doing? No, I'm saying you gotta, you gotta like, just break it down, you know? <laughs> what do you mean? You like, dunk wait. in the water, it makes it soft, you break it down, you know? Yeah. I just... What's, that's the, award, what's the award again after you win? I don't know. Just what bragging you, rights? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, you get money. I'm really not... You get a no, lot no, no, you get, you get money, but I'm saying, do you think Nathan's is like, yo, come back for free well, hot dogs whenever? Because you know they're like, me- no, I'm not eating hot dogs again. I don't, maybe I could eat more than that, because I've had, I mean, not, not in 10 minutes, but... In within a half an hour, I'd say I'd have like I feel gross. I've had like just, five or hot dogs or whatever. Just yeah, sitting, thinking just about this. It. All right. Uh, okay. A total. Wow. A total of forty thousand in prize money was up for grabs. That's it. First place winners taking home ten grand. Why don't each. you work in a cubicle for a year? You can make the same amount. Yeah. <laughs> but for eating hot dogs, that's pretty solid, I guess. For ten minutes, I would have given more because you know how much of a toll that does in your body. They're probably yeah. on the toilets all day after that. It definitely. You definitely like get a heart attack eventually like from that stuff if you consistently some of them it. are in really good well, they, shape they train Jeez. dude matt stoney's metabolism is through the roof that yeah. guy hasn't gained a pound yeah. like ever in his life yeah, i'm sure he does insane workouts though. probably if to. you got to eat those calories you gotta burn them off yeah you have to it was like with michael phelps like you said he was taking in so many calories well the way he was always... swimming he was burning them all off yeah. so fast that like, you need to eat all that exactly yeah I guess that makes sense. Wow, that's such a bizarre contest. <laughs> do you guys think that still should be a thing, or do you think eventually it's just going to fade out? I just feel like it's something that everybody like, listen, talks Nathan, about. Listen, Nathan's, get rid of it. I haven't seen a Nathan's in a minute, so I don't know how they stand across the United States, but it's not like they're the biggest... Like, well, you're not getting hot dogs yeah. anywhere else, so it kind of makes sense, I guess. Well, because there's that, and then, like, Sabret, is that the other brand? That's, yeah. That's, like, kind of big for hot dogs. But those are, like, carts. In the yeah, city, yeah, yeah. So th- I feel like those are the only two main ones that I know of. Yeah, like there are hot dog brands. Yeah, 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 yeah. you buy those in the store. Thumans, like, Thumans, <laughs> like Oscar Mayer. Yeah, Oscar Mayer. <laughs> like, but as All far right. as like a, a restaurant that sells hot dogs, yeah, it's Nathan's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I got you there. This is devolved from sports. I just wanted to conclude with that, and yeah. now I feel sick, and I haven't eaten a thing. Yeah, like, I, I was even... I was hungry like ten minutes ago. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> so we can wrap it up here. Is there anything else you guys need to add besides I, hot dogs? I think that's about it. I, yeah, we should be good. good. All right, so it's gonna wrap up the show here. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a pretty long episode. By the time this is done, it's gonna be about an hour and forty. So I'm gonna try to speed up this, uh, you know, this conclusion real quick. So you can follow the show on social media. On Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, it's Franchise Tag Sports. On Twitter, it's Franchise Tag Pod. We give you guys the latest updates on every single thing you'll see um, in the media. So, for example, to I tweeted out the Mike Conley trade today. I'm not looking at the camera. It's off. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> it's, it's been off for about a couple minutes. Uh, yeah, and then we also posted about the Anthony Davis trade. You can get 
all of that and more if you follow us on social media we really appreciate it um you could also rate and review us on uh apple Podcasts. you can listen to us on any podcast uh streaming platform you could find for example uh spotify google podcast Podbean, uh stitcher anything you can think of i'm talking these are actual names Podbean. <laughs> Podbean. yeah you can find us anywhere and obviously if you're on apple podcast make sure to leave us a rating and review uh, final thing uh i mentioned the camera before uh, we post a couple clips on our youtube channel i just posted one with matt about a week ago yeah. talking about the carson wentz extension so make sure to subscribe to that um i post very frequently almost every week when i get the chance to so if you want some football content and some video from the podcast uh, make sure to go subscribe to that um is there anything else i am missing chris that i usually add in here um no i think i, I think we're good I, hopefully i, I, I didn't miss good. anything but we're gonna wrap it up here thank you guys for listening i appreciate it we'll see you guys next time see you later